This week on the Bamcast, we've got the power to take on 1991. One star. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Hey, yeah. Episode 306. Woo! Nintendo. Woot. And the start of another theme year. Yay! Yay! 91! But Obviously, wait. the 25th anniversary of 1991 is now upon us. The golden year of movies. Yes. Yeah. The other golden year <laughs> yeah. of movies. No, it's the only golden year of movies yeah. because we burned 1990 to the ground. Oh, that's right. Fired it into yeah. the sun. R.I.P. 1990. <laughs> Little 90. <laughs> So, uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. Uh, I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They got one to five Jacksons of Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. But the bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as douchebags after Twilight. Boo. So, 1991. <laughs> yeah, muscle tough. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a way to start off 1991. We're doing the perfect weapon, starring Jeff the, Speakman. The perfect way to start off the perfect, the perfect year. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Jeff the perfect Speakman actor is mm-hmm. on the, the perfect, perfect podcast. Yes. Uh, plot summary. Okay, it's a little bit longer than normal, but we're just going to roll with it. All right. Uh, yeah. Jeff, a juvenile delinquent, is enrolled in his father in a Kinpo school in the hopes of teaching the young boy some self-discipline. Years later, Jeff's mentor, Kim, is being threatened by one of the Korean mafia families. Jeff tries to help out his old friend, but it's too late to prevent Kim's death at the hands of an unknown hitman. Vowing revenge, Jeff Jeff takes on all of the families using his martial arts skills to find the men who killed his friend. Yeah. Jeff. All right. Yeah. Jeff. Playing Jeff. 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 It's easy for him to remember. First starring role, you Jeff, gotta, yeah, he's, Jeff, he's, Jeff Man, yeah. Tony Danzang. You got to really make sure he's focused on what's important: mm-hmm. punching and kicking dudes. Man, a lot. Does he ever? Oh yeah. But we have to address before the movie. <laughs> how, how he enters as, the room? But, oh. Not only how he's, but how the movie enters itself <laughs> <laughs> is. Uh, they don't do huh. the Jeff Speakman is. No. Oh right, right. The perfect weapon, no. which is incredibly disappointing to me. It is. It's got a good logo though. It is a good logo. Like weapon is pretty much written in blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great weapon. It's a good looking title. Mm-hmm. Pretty good looking title. Yeah. But uh, that's not what's important. No. What's important is he's Jeff got, Speakman. He's got the power. Yes. He does. He does, he does have, the power. have the power. To he's, which we're treated oh, to. Snap. <laughs> snaps the power. Yeah. This is a slightly different version of I've got the power. It's just edited down. Yeah. 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 But it's actually like more like the original version, right? Not the one yeah. you hear now because of lawsuits. Yeah, the bullshit one with terrible lyrics. Yeah. Somebody claimed they wrote the song, they won, and now you, you basically don't hear the snap version most of the mm-hmm. time. Most places. Well, oh, weird. It, okay. Yeah, it's basically all of the the harmonizing and singing that's in yeah. certain parts of it are gone, and it's, it's weird. a bad rap that's not as good. Yeah. Right. Anyway. But anyway, but he's, 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 pr- he's practicing his Kenpo moves to this. Uh, yeah. He's doing a little dance to himself. <laughs> In his sweet studio apartment uh-huh. in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yep. As we get credits. Yeah. You know. Tells us all the people who are in the movie, who made the movie. Yeah, which is basically... Yeah, which is typically what credits do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, and the movie is basically full of every Asian that guy you can think of mm-hmm. just about. Yes, including many Bamcast alums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll the, get to that. As the, as they and the director of Kickboxer. Yes. Very important. Which, this is his yes. only other movie, which is weird. He only did this in Kickboxer. Yeah. He was like, hey, man, I 
Yeah. I'm what, out. what more do I have to say? I am out. <laughs> all I got to this world. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you kickboxer. I gave you the perfect weapon. I'm out. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to my chalet. His <laughs> Jean Chalet. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's uh, like he he does this little you know dancey practice thing to the power, mm-hmm. and then it's off to let's go see Kim and well, and his shakedown. Well, he he stops doing that and puts on his sweaty robe. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then decides to call his friend. Okay. Yes. Robe. His friend Kim, played by well, Mako. He, well, he, uh, let's, let's put it this way: his his robe, like his his cool down robe, is basically just like a giant terry cloth robe, yeah. which is yeah. just going to make a you, hot ass. Robe. Yeah, it's just going to make you sweat like yeah, a mofo. And that then, robe can't smell good. No, but yes, he calls Kim Mako. Right, and, and Mako's getting shooken down, shaken down, yeah. shook shook down. He's he's, he's mid shakedown. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, but the, he's uh, a shakedown e. Yes. He's not the shakedowner. No, he owns a store full of antiquities. We've seen this sort of thing before. Uh-huh. Like in the Jitters. The Jitters. <laughs> exactly. He had, that, he had that amazing store full of amazing <laughs> items. Yeah. He's got a store full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's Korean Mafia guy in there who's like, come on, let us use your store. Mm-hmm. And Mako's like, no, I know what you're up to. Yeah. And, you will not run drugs through my store. And then that's when the phone rings and he picks it up. And as he's talking on the phone, that's when the other guy is still hassling him. Yeah. Well, he finally says something very clear, like, hey, you're not going to get away from us. We're, we're going to hide our drugs here, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Crash. Click the phone. So, like, that's all Speakman hears. It's like, oh, shit. Got to go help yeah. my friend. But it's going to take a long time to get there. So we need something to pass oh, the yeah. time. <laughs> it's time for some backstory. Yep. So he's hopped in his Ford Mustang convertible, heading down the highway to Los Angeles. Mm hmm. And just thinking back to his entire life. Yeah. yeah his <laughs> life is flashing before his eyes. Yeah, he this, has a good long think while he drives. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah, he's just off in his own world. Yeah, first he's, uh, well, we find only by dialogue that he's about 10 years old. Um, his mom has just died, and he's basically rebelling. Uh, his dad is a, mm-hmm. is a cop, mm-hmm. and is, he's just rebelling, and, and the dad's like, I can't take it anymore. And he's talking to a slightly younger yeah, movie-wise, uh, yeah. Mako. Right. <laughs> and he's like, I just can't take it anymore. He's he's too rambunctious. He's got too much, you know, fight and hate in him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about sending him to a, a, you know, a military school whose specialty is discipline. Right. As opposed to the to the lack, lack of days ago. Yeah. yeah. Military just, school. you know, the as opposed to the, yeah. to the party military <laughs> yeah. school. That's yes. like, you know, the ones where stripes, you know. Yes, they, exactly. They, they came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Caddyshack military school. Mm-hmm. And Mako's like, well, you know what? I got another school that might, you know give him some self-discipline yeah. and he's like I, you can take him to this Kimpo school mm-hmm. so he does yeah basically it becomes he, he goes there and he gets a belt uh, basically a belt progression montage I mean first it's like he's not doing very well and there's a girl there and it's like she, Jennifer they, they do this thing like they line up and like I, I guess it's like training exercise like the person to their left like smacks to the, the person to the right in the stomach yep. just down this line they all mm-hmm. stay in a line and then just like whack each other in the stomach until it's a beat down yeah Jennifer like smacks him in the stomach he goes down he's like whoa I wasn't expecting that yeah. she helps him up and then Sensei like, says Jennifer yeah <laughs> then it's like you know it's a progression of like him Peak getting better and not, not falling down <laughs> mm-hmm. right. when he gets punched yeah yeah toughen up and, yeah and bitch. it's like it, it's like zoom in on the white belt and like it's like yellow belt and green belt well, and, and he's doing like some spin kicks yeah. yeah he's doing roundhouse kicks, kicks. Right. Yeah. And, and as he, get, he does each, it yeah. switches to a new belt. He yep. goes all the way up to brown, and then the camera pulls back out, and he's now a teenager. Right. So he's just been spinning <laughs> for years. <Yeah>. <laughs> Can <laughs> I please stop now? <laughs> I'm 18. Jeff Spinman. <laughs> so yeah, now he's just, you know, average 1991-looking teenager guy. Mm-hmm. Uh who well, everyone sure still thinks, yeah, even younger. though he's supposed that's no, I know. I'm just early. saying, actor wise, yeah, okay. oh, yeah. haircut looks like that era. Um, 
and you know it seems like an okay guy and he's now a pole vaulter yeah in high school well no like he get, well doesn't he get his black belt first i think because he doesn't yeah. he get the ring and everything and oh, then, like, right, yeah. he's walking with it like he's learned everything he's like you know pretty much ready to take on the world and he's walking with his little brother through the schoolyard and some football guys he's pole vaulting yes while his brother is like cheering him on and like it's like the only one that's apparently part of the track and field team right and just the football guys man. are like you know get off our field you know and he's just like not. He's just like, all right, fine. I start walking, and and the little brother gets you know mouthy as little brothers are wont to do. He like, becomes hype man. Yeah, he's like, don't talk to my brother that way. He will f- murder you with his one foot. Right. And the football player's just not having it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. no, no. He oh, he will, will he? Well, let's see about that. And he's like, hey, shut up, kid. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It. It's not worth it's like, it. I don't need to get in a fight. Yeah. yeah. But of course, the kid's like, no. Like even as they're walking away, the kid's like, "Nah, fuck you." Yeah, right, flips a finger at him, and the and the football, football player, player backhands him. Yeah, backhands the little kid. I mean, his nose. That little kid, like that little kid, now is like ten years old. Yeah, you know, and so he's like, "Hey," and basically like triple kicks this dude so bad that like the guy's in full football gear. Yeah, that he ends up like breaking the face mask off the dude. Like he's just roundhouse kicking him into the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and at first we thought he killed him. Yeah, because it seems that way, because he goes limp and the coach comes over and is like, he's non-responsive. Call an ambulance. <laughs> Call Will Smith. And so, you know, dad's picking him up like at out. Or, you know, I assume he got pulled in for, you know, for almost Attempted murder. murder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, that's the last straw. I don't you know, you were supposed to get better with this, not worse. Now, you, you know, not only are you still have a rage problem, you know, now you're a, a deadly weapon. Perfect. He doesn't say perfect weapon. Yet. <laughs> He's just, you know, now, now you're dangerous. Yeah. He's, That's right, Dad. That's right, Dad. I am. <laughs> I should have sent you to that party military school. Right. Then you at least would know how to party. Right. Um, it, it's just so weird, though, because he's the most mild-mannered teenager Right. He's just like, well, yeah, he really is. and just the dad is just like, God, you are just the worst. I can't handle just murdering everyone you meet and just ugh, get out of my sight. You're the well, worst. Yeah. Well, he kicks him out and he says, like, he, he wants him to have... Zero contact with yeah. his younger brother. He can't have him influencing his brother. Yeah, because yeah. like, that kid wants to be you. Now, it looks like he's old enough to just about be graduating high school, but I'm not entirely sure what he does after this because he just becomes Jeff Speakman. <laughs> does he just go wander the earth? Because, I mean, it seems like he's like goes to the Kimpole school and for a second is like, am I going to live here? Am I going to go live with Mako? I, I don't know where he lives. He just odd job. Well, I mean, because like he that first shot of the movie is him like working construction. So sure. like he mm-hmm. basically never did anything. Yeah. He just, I guess he just came from Kung Fu and walked the earth. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, But yeah, but he meets that's is that when he gets told about the dragon and the tiger? There, there is the a story about how, you know, you've learned the tiger, but you won't know the dragon. I can't teach you the dragon. you got to go out in the world and learn the dragon. Right. That's, you, that's you, last time to, we you see you go into the dragon. Imagine the dragon. Yeah. We, it's, yeah. <laughs> you like imagine dragons? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the last time we see teenage Imagine the dragon. Uh-huh. These nuts. <laughs> oh. Okay. I just did. That's how it goes, right? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's nice and poetic <laughs> no, like that. Gotta, on your face! <laughs> oh, 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 okay, I'm sorry. Imagine the dragon, these nuts, uh-huh. yeah. upon thy visage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it's a poem, right? That's uh, yes. I think that was a haiku. <laughs> it rhymes. What'd you call me? Uh, haiku. Racist. Hi. What? Who? Um, <laughs> what happened? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. derailed the podcast. Oh, that's okay, cool. He learned about the dragons. Right. He learned that he has to go learn the dragon out in the yeah. world, uh-huh. which he never really does. Like, come to well, think about and it, it kind of feels like that never comes up got, again. It, it's weird because it's like he doesn't really get kicked out at that point. But everyone like from the dojo, like whenever they see him in the future of the movie, he they're like, 
Oh, no. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, mm. you he's almost only, killed a guy. He's only a tiger. Don't look at him. Yeah. <laughs> can't. Yeah, can't yeah but, but I mean, his parting is, very, is, is rather amicable. Yeah. But later on in the movie, they make it seem like, oh, no, you, you don't even get near us, guy. Yeah. yeah, which we find out later by reading information about the movie is basically all the shit is cut out from mm-hmm. when he returns to the dojo. So that's why it's weird. Everyone is just basically looking at him like, oh, stay away from trouble, that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he eventually shows up at Kim's shop because now he he's he's done flashbacking mm-hmm. and has arrived at the yeah. location. Um, and, you know, it's just like the the mid shakedown. Yeah, again. Again. no, the but it's the best way to enter it because oh, absolutely. Like, I, he, he has <laughs> yeah. refused the first we gotta guy to address how he yeah. enters yeah. the <laughs> shop. He he's refused the first set of people who have uh, called upon his establishment as a as a housing facility. Yep. Um, and now they come back with. Uh, actually, I don't even think he he comes in with a weapon. He just sees a push broom and is like, you know, oh, that's a mm-hmm. that's a staff. I'll just unscrew this and start beating the shit yeah. out of your your wares. Yeah, because they're all just like, oh, you have oh, a that's, lot that's, of that's, nice that's, things that's, in that's here. This is a nice antique face. Ming vase, <laughs> probably ten thousand years old and priceless. Yeah. Smash. Instead of just taking it and increasing our <laughs> net worth, yeah. I'll just smash it. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably made in China. Well, in a factory. Yeah. Oh, like not, <laughs> I was going to say not thousands of years ago. Ming vases probably were. Well, yes, <laughs> also yeah. made in China. They were. They were. Either way, but handmade. They're doing the whole "we're going to smash up your shop," right? Thing. And, and then they they start working on the window, mm-hmm. like with the broomstick. So guys, like, haha, through the because he's got one of those like multi like little panes of window kind of windows, mm-hmm. and so he puts one through, and he's like, ha, see, I just I just busted your window. Yeah, what do you think of that? And, we don't even know Jeff Speaksman's here. Nope. But he's outside, grabs the broom handle that is now sticking <laughs> through the window and goes, yoink, yoink. <laughs> and defenestrates the guy from the side that he comes busting through, which yeah. I think is a Banff cast first. I, I can't remember that happening. I mean, because yeah. usually a defenestration happens on the you know, glass yeah, inside. Sometimes glass outside. Sometimes you go outside to inside. Yeah. I've seen inside to outside, but I've never seen somebody right. pulled through. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he's pulling them glass yeah. side out. Yeah. Pulled through. I don't. Yeah. I, that's a new one, I think. Yeah, and it's a pretty good intro. We need a Wikipedia page for it's, our defenestration, like a pre-fenestration. I don't know if it's like something else. <laughs> Either way, yeah. he yanks this guy through the window and yep. then comes in and just proceeds to beat the shit out of these guys and destroy more of the store <laughs> and destroy half the store. Like like he he's got the broom in his hand and somebody breaks you know breaks it in half because they've got some kind of pipe or something and mm-hmm. then he's like oh. And he gets that look on his face oh, like, yeah. oh, sweet. He's got, yeah, he's got the big stick thing that the guy busts. And he's just like, oh, now it's one of these. Awesome. <laughs> Check out what I'm going to do to you. Fucks that guy up. Um, yeah, he just cleans house. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he well, breaks actually, house. <laughs> I was going to say he breaks some things, but yeah. ultimately cleans the bad guys up. Yeah. Yes. And this is the first time you really realize how much the sound guy is working on this movie. Because, like, he's got every kick, every hit, just a huge bass thump. It's good. It's pumped up exactly where you want it. Mm-hmm. So every hit just sounds like, you know, they, it just this bassy, nasty, painful sounding thing. Th- this movie gets it in terms of let's make this dude a star. Because okay. it mm-hmm. keeps his weaknesses to a minimum and, you know, accentuates everything that they want him to be. So anytime he swings around or punches or kicks or anything it is the the best sound design yeah. for him but he's not completely cobra fied like he takes some punches and stuff oh sure but it's, yeah it's oh, not yeah. like 
He's he, not completely impenetrable. No, he's pretty close. He is super confident in his abilities, but he's not invincible by any means. He no. in every fight he's in, he gets a good fair and share. It's also, of Speakman doing these. Yes, like like it's if there are any stuntmen, they hid them very well because usually you can see his face and you can see him doing oh, this yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's he's doing. It's it. definitely Speakman doing yep. it, and he's convincing as fuck. I mean, he is the perfect weapon. <laughs> yep, you wouldn't expect it. <laughs> So, but yeah, but yeah, basically, like you know, he's like, all right, you got to get out of here because, you know, I'll I'll go apologize. I'm sorry about all this, like, but you being here will will make them think that I've brought in outside muscle. And I'll, there's a little kid there too, like like yeah. a teenage kid who's like, oh shit, you're fucked now. You just like took on the golden <laughs> fist. Well, uh, Jeff was gonna attack the kid too, thinking he was part oh, of it. Right, sure. And Kim's like, whoa, whoa, no, he's with me. Yeah. But basically, he's like, oh, you're a fuck guy because you just mess with the Golden Fist. They're, you're basically Korean mafia. Yeah. You're fucked. You should probably get out of here. And then <laughs> basically, Mako says a nicer version of it. Like, yeah, they're going to think you're hired muscle, you know, well, because you're you and look at you. And I, I'm going to be in more trouble if, you, you know, you're here. So yeah. you better just leave and I'll go talk to him and apologize. Right. And yeah, I guess and that's do, pretty do much what the they plan. I, I liked that little exchange. He's like, I've never heard of the Golden Fist. And um the shopkeep's name, who I can't remember. Kim. Kim. Uh, Kim, yeah. He's like, you've never been Korean. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they go walking down the street, and that's what he basically explains all this, and is like, I, I don't know, guess go walk it off or whatever. I'm going to go home and tidy up. I mean, they're they're nailing up boards because they, they nail yeah, up they, the... Yeah, they fix the store window, and then they go of, upstairs yeah. to his apartment, and Kim's like, well, I got to turn in. I got a long day of apologizing tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And and Jeff's like, I want to go walk off this this murder of aggression yeah. that I have. <laughs> I need to get it out. Um, so, yeah, that's that's he, he goes out and just walks the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when he walks by the, the dojo and sees the, the girl who's yeah. now the lady from Law and Order? Yeah. Mariska Hargitay. Yeah. And it's just like they kind of look at each other and then Boom. nothing happens. You're like. All right. Well, that's certainly mm. that'll play off later because she's in the credits. Yeah, <laughs> something will happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just walking. And this is walking. when we're introduced to uh, Professor Toru Tanaka, Bamcast alum, Bamcast alum from Martial Law. Yeah, and <laughs> other things too. Yeah, he was just in um, Martial Law. No, but I mean, he was in something else too. Was that the only one? That just a, well, he's been in other stuff, but yeah. that was like yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he finds the guys who have had the shit kicked out of them by Speakman, you know, and they're all like bandaged up and their arm is, you know, in a sling. They're having a staff meeting. Yeah. Of all that. They're all just in various degrees of, of injury. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the only real knowledge just in parts is because Turtanaka never says anything throughout the entire movie. No, but he pulls like a little, I, thought, I think uh, he did at the very end. Y- okay, He's yeah, saying things, a, but it's yeah, not, but it's not like he has dialogue. dialogue. It's yeah. but, supposed but he pulls to be out a little, Korean or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He pulls out a little flower out of his lapel and the one guy, and the one guy goes, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. And then he gets killed yeah. by Tanaka. Yeah. Who puts the flower on him? Yeah. Cause that's his calling card. Mm-hmm. So. And, and then he leaves. Yeah. And that's, and then the next time we see him, is old man Kim is sleeping upstairs and you just hear this crash. Here's <laughs> this crunch sound. Yeah. And he, like, and he's like, huh? And that's when Tanaka walks in the room, pulls a flower out, puts it on his lapel yeah. and then cut. walks into the camera for a cut. Yes. And we're like, Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the whole ramp up is just like, oh, Mako, you are so dead because mm. everything's like, don't worry about it. Everything oh, will be yeah. fine. He's totally two week into retirement. Yeah. He's just he's got a pregnant wife. You know, it's, it's yeah, just like, he, yeah, he is so like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll take smooth it over. Yeah. I've, I've been here for years. This doesn't make any. You know, yeah. We're like, oh, you're so dead. Yeah. And, yeah, and they so get dead. to it. <laughs> yeah, right away. This movie doesn't waste any time. Nope. But the great thing is, is like we hear the crash of how uh, Toro Tanaka, or he's just yeah. called Tanaka in the movie, yeah. like how he enters the room. But like we don't really see it until like <laughs> we have to address how he enters yeah. the room. <laughs> we, until like basically Speakman gets back and is like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" Because there's a Tanaka size hole in the woods. The, yes, the wood yes. that they just put up through he's the just exploded through there. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite so comical, like you know, every no. little piece of it. But it's but it's clearly yeah, it's, he just pushed his way. It's through. a Tanaka sized <laughs> yeah. breaking of all that wood. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically, you know, Speakman goes in and is like, oh, Kim's dead. Yeah, and he yeah. sees the little flower sitting on Kim. And he's like, no. And then here, here's a car starting up and, and runs after it. And he runs for like a couple of blocks and keeps up. And we're like, wow, this is like weird if he's going to catch up on foot to this car. But eventually he lethal just, weapons the car. Yeah. He's like, come here. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to catch you because <laughs> weapon. Right. Uh, but then doesn't because yeah. physics. And uh, he's just like, son of a bitch. And just like he stops turns around and there's just two gang members well, he gets angry there. and punches a like a, a roll door that's yes. over a shop yeah and there's like nobody's home chief like yeah. except for us and muggers just show up and like want to fuck with him yeah and it's two like, guys hey, at man, first yeah give us the wallet. and yeah. then like he's just like nah not worth my time and turns to leave and then there's two guys on the other side it's like you picked the wrong <laughs> yeah, week well, to start well, walking around you know they pull this out of his wallet and he's just like you got my wallet here yeah <laughs> and he Throws it down on the ground, but in the same motion, just grabs the dude's arm with the knife. Yep. And like in one swipe, basically like kicks two of them, punches another. I mean, he annihilates these guys in, in like seconds. Yeah, in less than five seconds, they're all down. Mm-hmm. And it and it <laughs> looks legitimate. Yeah. Like the way he does it. Yeah. It, it's practically a Batman move. It's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he has a a certain way of dispatching multiple guys with a smooth quickness. Yes. Yeah, he's a smooth operator. Yeah, it's it's both choreographed and shot well to where you're like, oh, my God, he just murdered five dudes Mm -hmm. in five seconds. And he's just like, well, I'll just take my wallet here and be on my way. It's really great because, you know, he just had the bloodlust flowing through him. And they're like, how do we get this out of him quickly? Well, just throw four muggers in there (laughs) and he can murder them. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny that, that you know, like all the cops, like the entire town of cops show up to investigate this one death. Oh, yeah, because it's the next morning. Yeah. No one investigates those muggers deaths. That never comes up again. Oh, but they were dead. They're 40 beats per minute. No, they're, they're dead. fine. <laughs> yeah, he did. He Batman them. Come okay, on. fine. But yeah, no, the entire police force is in Kim's apartment looking for clues, even though they're told right away. No one talks. You're never going to find out what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. So and that's when. You know, as you said, James Spader Light shows up. Yeah, he's, you know, Diet James Spader yeah, shows up in Little like, Spader. Little Spade. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like asking questions. And I mean, I don't know. It, I don't remember what point in the movie it reveals it, but it's Jeff Speakman's little brother grown up. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, yeah, the detective who's in charge of it. And Speakman's little brother is going, oh, come on, let me. I, I need a case. I need to work. And he's like, right. fine. All right, I'll bring you on. And he mm-hmm. goes, OK, we got a we got a statement from the witness who found him. And it's this right. guy. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then he goes, <gasps> Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Adam? Yeah, and he's like, oh, hey, what up, Adam? Yeah, I guess you're a cop now. (laughs) 
we should have stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. This might have come up. And it's and it's basically just like, yeah, you know, he, he's the whole thing. Like, I got things to do. And he's like, Kim was my friend, too. He was practically family to me as well. So you don't get to be the only one upset and want justice for this. Well, he's like, Jeff, we understand that, you know, this kid who has information. He's like, no, I don't know no kid. Yeah, kid and he's no. like, looks over and the kid is sitting there. He's like, hey, kid. <laughs> well, first like, he's, he's like, I got to go. Yeah. And, like starts chasing after the kid. It's like Adam's like, wait, is that the kid? You're cha- why are you chasing after that guy? <laughs> oh, no, no well, that's, that's at the funeral. Funeral. That's later. That's oh, way later. I thought it was right there at the, no. at the investigation. No, nope, at the funeral okay. because they go. He goes. He has pictures for him to look uh, at. He's that's like, right. maybe okay. you can identify the guy. Okay. And they're kind of like, you know, the younger brother seems to be putting more effort into the whole like, hey, you know, we're brothers. We yeah. should be friends. Help us out. And Speakman's like, no, nah, I got shit to do. Yeah, I'm gonna. Man. You don't want any part of me murdering mm-hmm. whoever did this. <laughs> yeah. You got to play by the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when he's like, all right, well, um, yeah, I'll meet up with you later. And he goes to the dojo to get some information. Yeah, just walks in. It's yeah. like, hey, can you help me? One guy's like, in mid ask, he's just like, nah. <laughs> nah, go home. Hey, can you help me find? Nah. <laughs> yep. All right. But yeah, so they, uh, that, that's when he, uh, he finds one guy. He's, he's like, you know, whoever. Well, he's he, like, he's like, yeah, I know what. He's like, 5'8, knows Taekwondo, has got a spider tattooed on his forearm. Do you know who he is? And he's like, yeah, but I'm not telling you. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, how about this? How about you and your two buddies get to come at me, bro? And <laughs> if you win, you don't have to tell me. But if I win, you tell me. Right. And they're just like, oh, fuck yeah, let's beat up you because <laughs> we don't like you at all. Uh, and he's like, full contact, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. Let's, yeah. let's fucking do this. Mm-hmm. And his two buddies are like, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's, let's but one guy's guy. like, this is mine. He's mine. Oh, yeah. Like, one underling back. is just like, I got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they all take off their shirts. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, that, that first guy kind of cranks him. Like, he, he gets some good shots into, mm-hmm. like, his solar plexus. and Oh, yeah. He, he gets... kicks Speakman in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Speakman like a, it's like a not... real fight. Because, you know, so far, Speakman hasn't really had much challenge at all. He's just walked up to dudes and wrecked them. Yeah. Yeah, until and it, this is the first like he hits the speed man button because it's just all of a sudden he's like I can punch you twenty times in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just does like the yeah. He does bust out the Sega Genesis Turbo controller. It's just like oh my god, what is he doing? The sound effect guy can't even keep up. Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, he does get beat up for a little while by this guy, and then he just starts wrecking him. And the other guy's like, all right, fuck that, and they kick him in the small of the back while he's. Not well, he, looking. He and, takes that one shot in the stomach in slow motion where, I mean, he sells the fuck out yeah, of it. He's he just does. like, <laughs> <laughs> just face contorting and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's selling moves. It's not, yeah. he's not, you know. And he's down on the ground a lot. Yeah. But when those guys kick him in the back and then he's on the ground and they're just kicking him in the ribs cop style. Yeah. Just <laughs> yes. fuck you, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> and. Good old you police know, brutality. Yeah, but then eventually he like grabs one and he's like able to punch him. I think like he punches one dude in the ankle when he tries to kick him, which is like a move you would think you would see more often. Yeah, it's one when, of those, when guys are doing the crazy high kicks. Yeah, it's a spinning high kick and he just grabs and just punches his ankle. It's <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, which is just like ah, and it looks like it would hurt like fuck. <laughs> the yeah. dude like just hobbles off screen like Jesus, who punches people in the ankle? Yeah, but it's God. like he does that and then he punches the guy in the dick yep. right after that. Yeah, yep. well, not just oh, that. Like yeah. I believe, like you would say, he doesn't just punch him in the dick. Podcast. It's like the guy comes in for a high kick and he punches him in the dick and then picks him up <laughs> by the dick. <laughs> And slams him over. Yeah. So it's like it's a punch slash body slam, uh-huh. dick slam. I don't know. Yeah, 
it's it's pretty amazing. It's an uppercut to the yeah, dick. Yeah, it yes. is. Yes. It's an uppercut suplex yeah. to the dick. Oh, it was a tiger uppercut, mm. yeah. specifically. It was. And then, yep. yeah. He has the power of the tiger. Right. Tiger uppercut to the dick yeah. into dragon suplex. Right. That's it. Dragon Diggy's nuts. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, he did drag them nuts over there, and then yeah. that guy was down, yeah. like, done. He was done. Yeah. I do like that the rest of the fight, that guy's laying on the ground clutching his nuts. Yes, right. yes. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. <laughs> while, yeah. while Speakman's breaking the knee of the other guy. Yeah. Because yeah. doesn't that guy get the whole, the, the leg snap? No, the leg snap is uh, in the, towards the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but he, he takes out the other guy, too. So, like, basically, the guy who took the 20 punches of death and, and the other guy <laughs> are, like, done, done. Like, they're, like... 20 beats per minute they're barely alive and so he yeah. goes after dick punch and is like all <laughs> yeah, right but the thing is all you really did was take a dick punch which yeah. granted you're hurt but you're still conscious so yeah. tell me where this person is the other guys might have kids someday they this might. guy probably not nah so not he's anymore. got nothing to live for yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got no legacy anymore so he's like he, he barks out not a name but he tells him to go to the the club croc which at first we were like the fuck did he just say i thought he said the the old crab pit like club and i'm like pot club or what something the like fuck? that yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's club crock pit yeah i thought he said yes. crock pot i was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> it's a terrible name for a club <laughs> don't go there yeah. chili recipe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i just like to go there and stew <laughs> you use coca-cola yeah. instead of sugar i do That's like though that secret. that guy like wasn't going to agree to the he wasn't going to hold up his side of the bar oh yeah he tries to flake out on he's it. like fuck you and then speak was just like oh, i'm gonna break your All wrist right, too yeah. while i'm at it he's like oh club crockpot <laughs> yeah so he's like all right he's got the information and like those guys are more or less dead yeah um but Go. then like is it funeral time first yeah i think so like i think they have the funeral and it's you know it's a big to do and like everyone in the neighborhood who's friends with it comes comes and it's you know traditional korean funeral and then it's like they put seats in the back for like the cops and the you know people who aren't really have any idea mm. what's going on but do kim or there <laughs> so, so like you know speakman's up in the front like participate you know he knows yeah. all the customs wearing his traditional jeans and jacket yeah yes you know, members only up. jacket <laughs> yeah uniform while everyone else there is in like funeral white or yeah, whatever. The, I mean, I don't know the customs, honestly. Yeah. And so, but I mean, like they're all doing the things at the proper time, and he's playing along, and everyone in the back is just like, I, I, you yeah, know, we're cops. Like, yeah, we don't know. They're like, stuff. you know, non-Catholics at the church. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, do we like, stand uh, now? What happened? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happening? <laughs> so, basically, like you know, funeral's over, and um, I don't think Speakman ever even really makes eye contact with his dad. It's not implied that it is, but his dad's like kind of looking at him like, oh, that's that's Jeff. Yeah, he doesn't it. know he's there until like he, he's going to leave. Right. And he sees I don't his think, brother. I don't think he even sees him like at the funeral at all. I no. think he doesn't see him until like he walks into a hallway. He's like, oh, hey, dad. Bye. I got to go. They no, see no, each other. They see each other when Speakman is walking back from the funeral, but then the dad yeah. just leaves before he can even get close to talk right. to him. Yeah. But that's it's at the funeral where um, he sees the kid, I believe, and like takes off and tries to yeah. chase him out into an alley kid like just you know vaults over this uh chain link fence yep. speakman goes to try to follow him and steps on like basically it's like an old apple box or a crate mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's the kid did he's, it but like you know speakman just like foot goes right through the crate yeah he's got the power yeah. so he just <laughs> he stomped directly through that it's, he did he can't he can't walk on it he he had to it, kick it, it just it. the whole board just snapped yeah yeah but yeah so the, the kid gets away and the brother's like you just scared off my only lead it's your fault Kim's dead. If you hadn't shown up back in town, Kim would still be alive. And so Jeff gives him a punch in the face. He slaps him oh. in the face. All right. It's not a full, you know, yeah. perfect weapon But he's punch, so but... fast that it was probably, it broke the speed of sound. And, and to which his brother is like, cheek. oh yeah? <laughs> Gun yeah. pulled out. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when, like, uh, I think, like, car honks or something like that, and it's it's James Hong, or, like, he shows up and breaks it well, up somehow, doesn't he? Or they just well, kind of like, ah, oh, no, fuck No, 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 he just, he points the gun at him, and he's like, oh, really? Are you going to shoot me, your own yeah. brother? And that's when he's like, mm, Yeah, oh, that's fine. right. They kind of leave in a huff. And it, but he, he the point is, he runs into James Hong, and James Hong looks like, hey, give him my friend, let's talk, and yeah. does the whole, like, you don't know me, but please get into my limousine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obviously not a bad guy. Get into my limousine. Yeah, I... I hope at some point in my life I get Im- invited into a limousine by a stranger to have a very intense conversation. <laughs> well, do you? Because okay. they're almost always villains. I know. All right. Do you think but that would th- mean that I'm the hero? That you're going to like have some vigilante justice eventually? Yes. Okay. Well, fair yeah. enough. All right. We're not really like in real life. Nobody ever invites me into a car to have a very yeah, into a limo to fly. Apparently, you're not standing on enough corners. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. not anymore. Yeah. All right. Either yeah. college, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and but, and our timeline is off because the Club Croc fight was the night before, because he goes oh, yeah. into he goes into Club Croc to <laughs> investigate Club Croc Pit. Sorry, Croc Pit, Croc Pit with the chili recipe. See, I thought we saw, and, and, I thought we saw good James Hong first because inside no, Club Croc Pit, there's obviously like, well, it's obviously James Hong sitting in a corner, but like they never show his face. You see, okay, the funerals before that because you just see him at the funeral right? and he's going to talk to Jeff Speakman, but doesn't get a chance. So the funeral happens. Okay. You just see James Hong. He doesn't say anything. Then it's the the club crock pit scene. Yeah, where he goes in. Like Speakman is walking in this place, and it is you know it's a point of view shot for most of it mm-hmm. from Speakman. And every single person in this club, yep, a is Korean and B has to stare down Jeff Speakman. Yep, men, women, children, old men, everyone. Now, a few of the Stares women are down. like, ooh, Jeff Speakman. Yeah, but most yeah. everyone's just like, you Ew. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come in here. Uh, yeah, so it takes him a long time to work his way to the furthest back corner of the club. Where he just finds one guy sitting alone at a bar. And he's like, obviously, that guy. Well, I think he had bandages and shit on his face. He's yeah. like, obviously, that guy has some information. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. Well, that's the information that he was trying to. He was trying to. That's why he had the three man well, fight in the. I think it was because he was. I. He, he was one of the ones that he beat up at the at the shop yeah. originally. And yeah. He was like, yeah. "Oh, I recognize you." Yep. Yeah, and, and this just leads to bar fight. Yeah, where, where one guy comes up to him, like as soon as he asks the question, the guy's like, "No, fuck you!" And then immediately there's a guy behind him who's like, "All right, we're gonna we're fighting now." Yeah. Right. And he does, and he does the slide the guy on the bar and throw him into the wall thing. But even better, he throws him into the guy he was trying to talk to. He yeah. uses the yeah. one guy yes. as a as a projectile yes, into does. the other guy. Yes, he does. <laughs> Which I, I really appreciated. But, yeah. And then it basically starts. Is it a can you have a one man Donnie Brook? Kind a, of. Is it a one Brook? No, that's just a straight up bar fight. <laughs> it's it's but just he it, just wrecks a bunch of dudes. It's just dudes like sitting at tables with their lady. And it's just like, oh, hell no. This is happening. All right. I'm going to fight you, yeah. Jeff Speakman. And, you know, he, yeah. he beats up about six or seven guys before one guy just hits him on the head with a bottle. And right. apparently that's his one weakness. Yes. Because, you know, getting kicked <laughs> in the head. No big deal. Yeah. Getting hit with a bottle. Huge deal. Knocks him out. Yeah. And that's when Tanaka shows up. And is about to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to donkey punch him just back of the head. Just your d- time to die mm-hmm. and looks up, you know, <laughs> and you just see shadowy figure who's so James Hong. Yeah. And, you know, well, you hear him say no. Right. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. And so. you see him kind of do that. And it's like a yeah, shadowy figure. And he does the the hand like the. Nah, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to pull that, you, you need somebody a little less high profile than James Hong with a memorable voice. Yeah. You and know, like, head. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's right. You see, yeah, but it was not head. James Hong's voice. No, for no, that, no, no. Okay, it, but it, it was. I'm 99 percent sure that was not yeah. James Hong. Okay. But I mean, like the, the fact that you know you've seen James Hong in this movie already, and then they make the point to shadow out this character mm-hmm. 
who looks exactly like James Hong. Right. You're like, well, that's James Hong. <laughs> he's going to yeah. be the bad guy. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so he, he he's carried out and I guess just yeah. thrown on the street or something. Yeah, and the just... disappointing part, I mean, the fight's pretty good. It's very brief. Mm-hmm. But the disappointing part is when he walks in, he walks by a crock pit. Yeah, where oh, yeah. there are crocodiles like in in, in behind glass, well, like yeah, just in one of the hallways. But it's at like head level, so like where yeah. you don't really have like a go-go dancer or something. It's yeah. crocodile. But yeah, you we have were, to be some up up on the you know. The we lights. were expecting somebody <laughs> to get tossed to a croc. Yeah, you know James Bond style. Yeah, throw him in the Komodo dragon pit. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah, never happens. Happen. It's a waste. Yeah. Oh well. Maybe yeah. in the thirty minute longer mm-hmm. Spanish TV. Maybe it. Yeah. Version. Maybe that cut has a, someone going do you like in the croc pit. I do. Cool. They're cool animals. Yeah. <laughs> they were actually monitor lizards. So imagine lizards, these bloods on your... Right. But anyway. Imagine getting mono yeah. from lizards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tur. But yeah, James Hong, the next day, yeah. is like, hey, Jeff Speakman. I have information for you. Kim about was my Kim's friend's death. Yes. I'm sorry I could not help him. Please get into my mystery limo and let us ride around town mm. while I will tell you everything. Yeah. He basically says, Hey, this guy will tell you where what we need to find. Right. Yeah. He's like, This guy, Kai, this is the guy you need to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. This yeah. is uh the bad guy from from uh Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yep. You will recognize him immediately. Yes. And Speakman strangles him with a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Guy just gets in his car and he's like, "Where's whoever?" Yeah, and he he coughs out a name, yeah, mm-hmm. and then okay. just goes back, <laughs> goes back to James Hong's limo. I was like, "All right, all right, I got here. this name." Oh yes, that yeah, is, yeah, he is this person. Yeah, so and, that's and, totally and him. The explanation is, I want vengeance for Kim's murder. He was my friend. Yep, but I can't do it because I'm one of the crime leaders. I'm one of the three crime leaders in the city. But if I do that. Friend, it starts. You know. yeah. yeah, yeah. But it starts open war. Right. If I do this. Right. So you have to, it has to be an outsider who takes this guy out. Mm-hmm. Speakman's like, word up. Yep. I'm an outsider. I want vengeance. Why don't I do it? Yeah. <laughs> so th- this then becomes. Yeah, it's the, inf- it's the infiltration mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he. He, he Assassin's Creed. Well, like, it, it, I, th- I believe it actually does the cut where you see him start to go to the building while James Hong is still telling him how the building works. Yeah. Because there's a parking garage with a private elevator that goes right to the penthouse and there's no. Apparently, no other way to get to the top floor except for this one elevator, which right. is well guarded. Yes. So, like you're you're seeing like him like come up to this place, which is you know some sort of building with a single elevator, mm-hmm. you know, sneaking in. And his great plan is like he like there's like some enough lattice on the side of this building that like he's able to get up on top of the elevator yep. mm-hmm. and rides it like up to the very top where he has to basically John McClane like oh no am I, am I about to get crushed or not mm-hmm. and then doesn't because there's always that you know one mm-hmm. or one or two foot of room at the top yep. and then he's just kind of hanging there and it's like oh I didn't really think this out what do I do because it's not like I'm oh, it's, an, it's an open air elevator I'm outside mm-hmm. I still have to get inside luckily there's a pipe right there that he could just you know Shimmy video, over video game him. his way over to and literally comes to a window where it's like uh, like a stealth mission there's a guy with his back to the window reading a newspaper <laughs> yes you know like it's as just, close to the w- open window as he could possibly be right like the worst thing you can do as a, as a guard for anything uh yeah yeah and so speak, and he, speak yeah, just like he, <laughs> he just of course he comes up behind him and does the whole sleep yes just sleep man PJ's joke was really good about his sneak sneaking. preview of the obituaries for no, tomorrow. No, no, that was me. That was Harlow's joke. I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for tomorrow's obituaries. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, thanks. Now everyone's going to steal our joke from our movie. Oh, the, well, when the guy's reading a newspaper. I already sent that joke to ourselves in there, so we've got oh, it copyrighted. Good. <laughs> so. The gentleman's copyright. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he takes that guy out, and then... Uh, it, uh, there's two guys coming in, like, come, off the elevator. They come off an elevator, and he just off camera well like there's some sort of like little credenza by the elevator and, he, and like so he just does like i'm standing up like at head yeah. level to you so i just go and kick your head <laughs> yes yep. you know and those guys kicks them back into the room they were coming out of and just basically breaks the door to where they're not coming back out right mm-hmm. then yeah. here's two more people coming so he goes and rips a fire extinguisher off the wall yeah and, and just fills the room with 80s music videos the hallway up <laughs> completely and then is just basically standing in the cloud of smoke just like over here <laughs> turn around Yep. <laughs> like one guy's like I'll investigate <laughs> goes into the cloud just punch <laughs> he's down and the other guy pulls out a knife and is like oh I'm gonna go in there and do it and he gets a fire extinguisher to the face yeah. oh, a couple times yeah he gets murdered yeah that guy Speaking murders <laughs> the fuck out of yeah, that guy yeah he's like donk donk and then you know like one to the left side of the face one to the right side yep. of the face and then like a spinny thing and then uh-huh. cracks him over the head yeah. uh, I don't know one good crack with a fire extinguisher you're oh you're probably fucking dead. done yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that in enough movies. Usually, where like the head just goes and like breaks like, off mm-hmm. nearly off the body. Yeah. Well, if, if, at if best, your dental records a, are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yes, you're, you're not, not being identified. Up a fire extinguisher. Those fuckers are heavy. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Even if you just expended it, the the, the thing itself, the, the metal. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a giant piece of metal <laughs> yeah, because it's nothing but compressed gas inside of there. Right. Yeah, that weighs nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, like so he gets in the room and like the guy that he's there to like he just comes busting through the door and the guy that he's there to murder that he's been you know told is the killer mm-hmm. is basically having like family dinner mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a weird family scenario but like his whole family's family. there and like there's someone playing a violin i mean they're all just kind of hanging out in robes mm-hmm. but it's like a big family thing and of course like you know wife all the kids like there's like six kids just all go running off like ah, yep. until he's all left alone yep. and gets over the guy's like you know you killed kim i'm gonna murder you and is like all but about yeah. the murder i mean he's like yeah well i you might kill me but i'm not gonna have my final words be a lie i didn't kill kim yeah right. and and the kid is there too yes. from earlier yeah mm-hmm. and he's like you idiot he's kim's friend yeah right the yeah. kid by the way is rufio from hook so oh it's that, that guy. kid that guy <laughs> it's, it's driving me crazy i'm like i know this kid yeah yeah so 1991's I, I, hook stay tuned was watch the that too stupid hair i didn't recognize him <laughs> yeah without the all the colors in his yeah movie. um so yeah, oh, yeah. So basically he's just like, like, oh, you got this information from him? Fucking hell, he's the he's the guy that killed <laughs> yeah, him. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm just hanging out with my family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and he's he's very much like, so you're just going to come in here and kill me right in front of my family? Yeah. Like, what kind of guy are you? Yeah. How dare you disrespect me like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and you killed five of my dudes, and like two guys come in who are just bloodied from the fight from earlier, just mm-hmm. like, ow, yeah. <laughs> he. Boss, he hit us. Yeah. <laughs> Hard. We should be dead. He hit Carl with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the best part. Is like he apologizes. Basically, the the, the the older guy's like, you're taking the kid with him. Well, the kid tries to shoehorn himself in. He's like, no, kid. Just yeah. stay home. And the older guy's like, no, you need him. He knows things. Take him with you. Right. But as as he's leaving with the kid, he walks by the guy that he clocked with the fire extinguisher. He's just like sitting on a chair, just like, ah. <laughs> and it just kind of looks at him like... Sorry, guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just gives him a sheet. He should be like, sitting on a chair, yeah. dead. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Ice pack on his dead. He should be picking up his teeth off the floor. I yep. believe the word is slumped when you're in a chair and no longer alive. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you could sit. Hey, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Depends on who props you up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Placed in a chair, dead. Yeah, we're always propping you up. <laughs> but yeah, but he and the kid come up with this plan that they're going to tell his detective brother. The kid saw Tanaka mm-hmm. murder Kim. Yep. So. 
that'll get that'll get the cops to arrest Tanaka, who will be separated from James Hong, and right. then they can just then we can get him. Go get James Hong. Yeah, but it doesn't work out that way. No, because the, some things like the only thing we know he does on a daily basis is go to the bank. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's get him at the bank. Got that? Yeah. So so his his plan is he he tells the kid, "You're going to tell my brother the cop that <laughs> uh, you saw Tanaka murder mm-hmm. Kim." Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, that's not true, and I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to testify. And he's like, no, 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 here's the plan. Right. He's basically, I can't get to him with Tanaka guarding him, but they're going to arrest Tanaka, leaving me an opportunity to go after, um, what the hell was James Hong's name? James Hong. James Hong. Yeah. All right. Whatever his name was. But yeah, they're like, you know, that will leave an open open place for me to go kill him. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. All right. Let's do that then. And it, it becomes this whole convoluted thing where... They're actually like in the drive. I don't really understand this, but they like. Well, it, first of all, they figured he was going to go into the bank to do the transaction. Right. That they're, doesn't happen. They're in like, a drive-thru. It's like going to the drive-thru. Shit. All right. Well, d- drive up next to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's a two-lane drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. And the lady who's in their lane got like $7.98 and yeah. asked for the 98 cents in pennies because <laughs> she pulls the tube out and then just dumps all this change on the ground. Well, and she's too far away from the the pneumatic tube to get the so she's hanging out the window like to to do the transaction mm-hmm. and get the stuff so she's hanging out, out the window drops the thing the money goes everywhere and they're just like oh god's sake lady come on and this she, is why they have big signs that say don't put change in the pneumatic yeah, tubes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so but she, they did well that's true <laughs> the that, bank did yeah, yeah that's true didn't even roll it jackasses yeah or having that little pouch <laughs> yep yep Either yep. way, this lady, and she's taking her time picking it up, and they're like, oh, no, Tanaka's going to get away. Yeah. But then they do this the stupidest thing. Like, they roll up alongside of it. Now, Speakman's, like, humped, you know, slunched over in the in the front seat. Yeah. Kid's slunched over in the back seat. And then they're like, okay, kid. And he sits up with a newspaper with, with two little <laughs> eye holes and looks right at Tanaka, and he goes, positive identification. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Tanaka looks over and like, why is there a newspaper with two eye holes and two eyes behind it? Well, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> takes he, off. Takes and off. This leads to our car chase. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Cops are immediately it, all over the place. It's a pretty good late 80s, early 90s style yeah, car chase. Yeah, it's lots of with, swirly with a, yeah. weaving. Like one, and, car, car, uh, one cop car goes into, we think it's into like a little culvert with like, I mean, it looks like a river. Yeah. But it like goes in and the, the water must have been like, like six inches deep because it goes <laughs> oh, in yeah. and it's just kind of like clunk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the car d- does its arc and comes down. And you're like, oh, that car's getting submerged. Nope, nope. Clunk, it goes immediately bam, just bam. clang and then uh, falls back down. Yeah. Um, um, how does it even end? Like, they all like, oh, that's right. The meter maid. The meter yeah, maid is, is the foil of this entire thing. <laughs> or and, 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 and it's pretty good because like Tanaka's going down the sidewalk and she's there and like doesn't hear him coming, even though he's driving a big ass limo. Yeah. Until like the last second, she's like, oh, shit, and dives out of there and into the actual street. Where, where the, the cops, cops are, the and cops then she sees them, and then they're oh, like, shit. and then she's like, "Oh shit!" and dives onto the other side. Right? Yeah, and that's when the cops, everyone yeah. gets all fucked up. Right. And, yeah, and yeah, you know, Tanaka basically gets away until suddenly there's a uh, car carrier truck backing up, mm-hmm. and he has to like, I don't really understand. Does he actually hit it? Because like somehow, well, no, they. Oh, that's right. He like something happens and he flips the car. Well, like a bunch of other cops show up and block the road and he sideswipes one police car and then goes on the side. So limo is going sideways down the street and kind of taps into the car carrier, which then (laughs) car car on top of this thing weirdly juts out of it sideways and lands on the driver's side door. Right. Pinning him in the car. Yep. And we're like, oh, well, they got him. Yeah. Well, that's a weird end to this car chase, but whatever. Um, Nope. So 
the cops get out of the car and they're like, all right, you know. No, no. To, like, but I think before no, they I'm even just get saying out of the car, that like, there, are, there are cops yeah, out with guns yeah. drawn walking towards the car. And then all of a sudden you see the car that landed on top of the limo start to kind of move. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? And <laughs> it's Tanaka who is just lifting the car out of the way yep. so he can push the door open and get out. He pushes the car off of him yes. and then pops a out. A car. Yes, a car. <laughs> An entire car mm-hmm. that has landed on his sideways limo. I mean, it's a little car, but still, it's a car. It's a car. Yeah. It's a car that he lifted with a door. Yes. You know, so you don't have like yeah. a lot of leverage or yep. anything. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So and he gets he out just, and like, lands on the floor. And he's just like, ugh. And he just dusts himself off. Yeah. And the yeah. cops are like, get all the ground. And he's yeah. just like, And at this nah. point, Speakman's brother has shown up. And he's like, I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. Right. And, and then he just does some kind of move like to and disarms the cops and is just walking towards, you know, little Speakman. Yeah. And his brother. Adam. And everyone's just like. Nobody do anything. Yeah. Well, I got this. Yeah, I got a taser. <laughs> this, hey, pal, this is a taser. 50,000 yeah. mm-hmm. volts of electricity. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that... <laughs> well, this was 1901. Was you couldn't buy of... a taser at your corner. No, I know. It's just like quaint how they were introducing the taser. Like, this is a taser. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. Uh, we know what it, they are now. Yeah. <laughs> I got one. There have been memes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He hits him once, mm-hmm. and he goes ah, and then grabs the the leads, and is like, "Damn it, yeah, don't and the, do that." And Adam's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Shocks him again, and then yeah, it's he, a double barrel taser. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. And then he goes down. Yeah. So they they yep. won. They win. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Speakman, Speakman has run over to the limo. Yeah, and is ripped looking the back for- door off, and is just like, "Damn it, he's not here." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I got to tell my brother this whole plan backfired, but uh, but at least they got Tanaka. Yeah. And so they cuff him and throw him in the back of the car. Yep. And and the other cops like, man, that was pretty badass with that that taser. Yeah. They He's have like, a, you know, you would have you would have taken him down the same way, man. Yeah. How long you been on the force? Five months. Yeah. Well, you know, stuff. Uh, and like, right. right yeah, that's to, that's what you're, like, you're watching in the back now. Mm-hmm. Tanaka's waking up. Yes. Waking up and then punches through the police barrier. <laughs> and just starts yeah, murdering is, the driver no, of the is, car. This is, well, no, there is like one punch where the entire cage like basically knocks them out, yeah. and then the car just yeah, I don't it cuts know to the outside shot of the car just it like hits a parking pylon or something yeah. because it's just like it goes poof, poof, and yeah. it just like flips and disintegrates. Yeah, it flips and rolls a few yeah. times down yes. this road. It's a good stunt, car stunt, yeah. crash thing, and Tanaka just kind of gets out of the door, gets out. I was like, huh, yeah. Grabs grabs the brother's gun and mm-hmm. shoots his handcuffs off, but does it in a way that also makes it look like he shoots the brother in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, because he's like holding the gun like almost like suicide style. It's 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 weird. It is a weird shot that you're not exactly sure what happened. But it's also because the brother has blood on his face because he was just in a horrific car crash. Right. So we're like, yeah. oh, is that bullet blood? Like, I, okay, yeah. Okay. But then, no, it, then it but just then, cuts then, to the yeah. hospital. Yeah, and yeah, he's just got like a bandaid on his head. Yeah, and Speakman sitting next there like. Hey, champ. Hey. Yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, you good. Yeah. I got you some balloons. So, yeah. uh, and that's when he tells him, you know, he's like, listen, like that whole plan was kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I like used you and stuff yeah. and you got in a horrific car crash, but I don't know. Sponge bath. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You get two weeks off. Yeah. And they say you'll walk in maybe six months. <laughs> yeah. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be, Come on. Little you'll guy. be all right. And Adam's at like, least you could still speak, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Adam's just basically like, Oh, you, I can never be mad at you. Go mm-hmm. get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And he passes the dad in the hall. Yeah. And dad's like, how is he? And he's like, he'll be all right. I'll see you around. <laughs> yeah. He's like, good talk. Yeah. Bye. 
St- yeah. I still think you're a terrible son. Mm-hmm. And the, there, there's a scene back. I think it's the same. I think it's the Crockpit Club or something. No, is it? I don't know. What's Doesn't that? matter. There's another cr- club where we see um, the Shang Tsung guy and someone else talking, basically like laying down their plans for mm-hmm. de- taking a big delivery of drugs slash getting James Hong back to Korea. Yeah, like he's going to escape. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like we're send delivering us all drugs. The drugs. Yeah. We're sending you James Hong. Yeah, to, to <laughs> and, get him out of the country. And the kid is like in the rafters yeah. listening yeah. to all this. Yes. As you are. Yeah, yep. it goes his, back his Robin Speakman. to his yes, Batman. Is exactly, getting all the information. They're yeah. going to be here at this time. Mm-hmm. So, so Speakman's like, "Time to gear up, motherfuckers!" Yeah. But Speakman doesn't use guns. Nope. No, he needs two knives and some uh, sticks. Kendo uh, sticks. Kendo sticks. Sure, I don't think they're kendo, kendo sticks. Screamer sticks. Kendo sticks. Yeah, screamer yeah. sticks. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, so he hides the two knives in his boots. And then he, you His know, boots he, were made for stabbing. <laughs> he's got, he's got, you know, like a, a back holster for the sticks. But then he's like, man, I'm going to practice on this couch that's propped up on the oh, wall. He fucks your couch. Good. He beats the fuck out of this couch. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the sound guy is just like, man, you know, those drums. Let's just wail on those things. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And the couch just starts splitting. And, you know, it's just like, okay, he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> he's the perfect weapon. Mm-hmm. Which. Did we point out that someone actually said that about him? I believe the guy he went to murder that wasn't the right guy was like, well, of course, because he's like, he explains, he's like, well, of course, he's one of the crime lords. He's like the crime lord. He wanted to kill you to kill all the competition. Yeah. You're the perfect weapon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the name of the movie has been said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So like he's geared up and first off, like he goes down to the docks and is, is watching with the kid. Like he's surveying the kids. Like, why aren't we just in there? Like fucking murdering people. He's like, you know, survey first. Right. And he comes up with this plan. <laughs> survey first. <laughs> he comes up well, with a plan. Well, he's a construction worker we after don't, all. We don't, he knows that you need. <laughs> well, we don't really know what the plan is. We just see a guy guarding the chain link fence so that, you know, with barbed wire over it. Mm-hmm. And then Beekman pole vaulting over the chain link it's fence. The only, <laughs> the only instance of Chekhov's pole vault <laughs> in cinema history. So dumb. Not to be confused with Chekhov's gymnastics yeah. yes. in Lost World. Right. It's, yes. But, it's, it's so dumb, but it's so good well, because he lands right in front of a guard. And he goes, holy shit, can you believe that? Yeah. And the can you believe that thing like, still works is what he says. Yeah. yeah. And the guard's like, what? <laughs> and he gets cracked in the yeah, he's face. Just, yeah. He's just like, ha <laughs> 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 Yes. He's so gleeful about it, too. Speaker's just like, holy shit, can you believe that still works? Punch. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, all right, murder time. No. <laughs> so... He basically buses his way into this warehouse. Well, he, I think he takes out a few people outside first, right? No. Or is it straight to the warehouse? I don't know. It well, doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he kind of sneaks dudes. around and he takes out. And then he... he I think he, 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 he kind of stealth takes out a few guys. Well, he takes out a few people with the sticks and then puts them back, I think. And then like, right? No, no, no. The sticks no, are hidden no, the he, whole time. He stealth okay. takes out the first few. Because right. like he jumps from the rafters. He he butthorn. Oh, that's your right. worst nightmares. Yeah. These oh, he, guys. T- he takes out that one guy with his legs. Yeah, like, he's he kind of tops up, her. He's, yeah, he's like up on a pallet. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, legs, scissor yeah. kick. Mm-hmm. That guy's like, yeah. oh, this is not how I wanted to go out. <laughs> and then finally he gets out in the open part where he's like, all right. Yeah. And he, call, he comes to the two guys. He goes, it's break time, guys. <laughs> And breaks out the sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a great lighter. <laughs> proceeds to beat the shit out of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And, and there's like guys with like the, the packing hooks, like the meat hooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literal meat hooks. Yeah. Like, like, well, one guy comes at him with a knife. 
and he immediately does that reversal thing where it's just like oh. coming at me with that stab yourself in the leg with it oh. and he's like ah <laughs> and so he's kind of in the background as he's fighting the other two dudes but then after that he's like alright I've recovered Speakman rips the knife out of that leg and stabs him in the other leg with it yep and then conks him over the head it's just like this guy gets it rough and he didn't do shit <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, a combination. Right. Of, it's a combination of what you're watching and a combination of the sound. Like the guy is getting it with these like uh, uh, what is it, scream sticks? Or, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's rough. Like, okay. it's and, like and Hula oh. points out when he stabs him in the leg, he goes, "Hold this." Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. So thank you, Hula, and the live stream for pointing that out. Yeah. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, it, it's this whole like little section of murdering or Batmaning is is really really strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. then, like, he's, as you said, he's, like, he's, he's sneaking in, and there's one guy up on, a, like, a catwalk who has a gun, mm-hmm. and he pops up out behind some things <laughs> and gets, you know, machine gun where he, the guy misses. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he ducks back behind. That's when he goes for the boot knives. Yes. Yeah. And he brings out both of them. Yep. And he pops up again and makes the guy unload his magazine. And, uh, and then, <laughs> then stands up and, like, chucks one knife so that it, like, rainbow arcs over the guy's head. Yep. And then is, like... Then throws the perfect next one, so it's like a perfect hot hit into the guy, and yeah. it's like the guy's yeah, like, but he hits him in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like, huh? But yeah, yeah, but he doesn't kill this guy. He hits him in the shoulder. Oh, right. Okay. The sorry. defenestration That's afterwards why he had to distract him so he could get a, a good disabling but not yeah. killing blow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would have worked if the guy didn't fall like two stories through a glass. He'll be fine. Ceiling. Forty beats per minute. Dead. Yeah. That guy is dead. Mm. <laughs> They're all dead. Yeah, and and meanwhile, James Hong and uh, Shang Tsung yeah. have been meeting together, and James Hong's like, "Oh, we got this. Don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah, because he's got the Assassin's Creed wrist blade. Yeah, he's ready like, to go. Don't worry about it. If he comes at us, you know, don't worry about it. I got this. I don't know why that matters because mm-hmm. you know the extension it, of Jeff Speakman's leg is further than that. But yeah, okay. Um, so. But so he finally Speakman finally gets out to the dock, like where where James Hong's waiting. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, there he is. Yep. And that's when Shang Tsung comes out from the side, pulls a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Out, are you faster than a speeding bullet, yeah. Superman? Yeah, come on. Come yeah. on, Superman. Come at me. I want to see you do this. And he uh, kind of so is. He does. Well, <laughs> well because like, he's like, they have, you know, James Hong has this moment of like, yeah, you got me. You know, I'm going to briefly monologue. And then he's actually like telling Shang Tsung, like, no, no, come around. I want the brains to come towards me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I want you to splatter his brain so that they splatter on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then so like when he's like coming around and that's like he's like, I got all right. Well, now you're moving. So I got this. And he does some kind of move and takes out Shang Tsung. Like he's done. Like he's just like, wah, 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 and is like, well, that's who he. But when he does, that's the leg break. Yeah. Is it? OK. Yeah. He does it to a leg break into a dick punch. Oh, OK. <laughs> so he goes for the high kick. He and grabs the Russian the guy's judge leg. says nine points. Yeah. I mean, he just <laughs> snaps leg. And at the same as as he starts to go down, punches him in the dick. It's mm. just like. Well, that guy's never doing Finish anything him. ever again. <laughs> but then he gets up again. Like a minute later, he attacks him and does that. So maybe he doesn't break the leg the first time. Uh, maybe. Maybe I he know. just does the super fast punch thing and you think he's knocked him out. Yeah. Because then he goes for James Hong and Shang Tsung jumps him again. Right. Maybe and it's the super fast does, punch thing he does first yeah. because that he hits him like 17 but times in a either second. Either way, Shang Tsung gets his knee just like Joe Theismann. Wrong direction. Yep. Not just, good. That's not the way the knee goes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, but yeah, that's, but the, yeah. I mean, like James Hong, like he's doing this whole thing where like, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm going to kill you. And like grabs him by the neck and is like choking him out. Like yeah. I'm going to break your neck slash choke you kind of thing. And yeah. it's just like, nah, nah, you're not worth it. Nah, you're not worth it. Nah. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Tanaka is coming with the boat. Yes. Yeah. 
with the speedboat that's supposed mm-hmm. to take him away. Yes. Uh, but then, like, I think he turns because, like, he hears the speedboat pull up. And you think James Hong has, like, been, you know, uh, at least, you know, sleeper hold it down. Mm-hmm. But, he's, he, you know, he's he's faking yeah. it. Like, well, well, he lets him down because he's like, you're not worth killing. Yeah. Right. And, and then he starts like, to walk away. And then he's like, oh, I'm, but I'm still sleepy. And starts to walk away. And James Hong's like, no, I was faking it. And tries to do the Assassin's Creed blade to the back. Into and, his back. And hits one of the uh, Screamer sticks. Well, Speakman makes a face like, ah, man, you're an idiot. And takes off his jacket. It's just like, look what you did. Yeah. You stabbed the, the, the extra stick I have. Yep. Mm-hmm. And James Hong is just like. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that was my one play. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, Speakman knocks him out basically right. and mm-hmm. throws him into just some netting mm-hmm. and puts no. he's out of the way. Right. Um, because Tanaka has shown up now. Right. And it's yeah. it's time for your your boss battle. Yeah, because technically he is the guy who actually murdered Kim, so it makes sense. Yes, you know. it's time for this guy to get his. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone else orchestrated it, but this guy actually did the murdering, yep. so it's okay to murder him. Yes. And so he is, he's just, yeah, it's no the, selling everything. Yeah, it's the old, and you know, not, yeah, whatever, feats of strength, yeah. bring it at me, everything you throw at me is not doing anything. And so Speakman, and this is smart of both the character and the movie, is just like, I'm going to fucking obliterate your knee. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to punch the fuck out of your yeah. knee every chance One I knee. get. Yeah, just your like, right knee. He targets that knee. It's like it, it's literally like, like a, a video game match. boss battle where it's like you've got the, the this knee is glowing. <laughs> knee is you've got to take red. that out yeah. before you can do damage anywhere else. And that's what he does. He just keeps like rolling around and just punching the knee and kicking it. And yeah. Tanaka, like uh, at one point in time, like reaches over and grabs, tries to grab some chain. And yep. he's like. Sli- you know, swipe, swiping at him with a chain and like making sparks everywhere he hits, yes, like everywhere, metal on metal, yeah. which is really just setting up something later, mm-hmm. right? That these are, you know, whatever these are, they're Super sparking, sparking, sparking chains. chains. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like I think Speakman actually at one point gets the chain and just like whack whack to his knee with yep. the chain. Yep. Until yeah. like he's finally down on but one. But it breaks the chain. Yeah. Like the chain yeah. breaks into several pieces. Yeah. And then and that's when Tanaka breaks out like his little blade death belt. ribbon belt yeah. thing yeah oh he just a belt he, he undoes his butt his butt buckle his his belt butt buckle. buckle and like it's just it's this long now. blade and it's just he just starts whipping it around i believe that's after black belt is knife belt knife belt yeah. that's makes sense <laughs> so he's just whipping this around his head just and he's super gleeful at this point he's just like ah i'm gonna get you um and speakman's just like confused by this he's just mm-hmm. like i what and so he whips it by it at one point and it slashes Speakman on the arm as it goes flying, you know, off into like a pallet or something. Mm-hmm. So then Speakman goes and gets it and is like, aha, I will do the same thing. Ah, and throw it back at you. Um, to which it embeds into a giant tank of gas that of Tanaka is standing next to. And Tanaka is just standing right in this gas that is just hitting him in the face and just laughing. It's like, ha ha, mm-hmm. you missed. And then so he looks over and f- sees a, a piece of the, the chain that was broken earlier and picks it up. I don't quite understand what's happening. It's slow motion, so <laughs> it works. So, but he just basically throws this bit of chain over at the tank and it sort of hits the mechanism, kind of sparks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> gas is already spewing from it from where the blade hit it. Right. So, yeah, well, the blade so, hit it and Tanaka yanked the blade out and yeah. then broke a bunch of yeah. pipes and okay. stuff. But the chain sparks it, and then, man. Man, Tanaka gets a ticket to Burning Man quickly, because he goes up. Yep. And then he's stumbling around. It's flames, and he's on fire, and then the tank is just like, well, I can't go on. (laughs) (laughs) My work here is done. My people need me. And just the whole, like, that part of the dock just... (laughs) Yeah. That guy is 
gone. He's, yeah, uh, there is nothing for the crime scene. Tanaka won't work here anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah, CSI is going to find nothing. They're just be like, well, we'll take your word for it. They upgraded his ticket to Nuclear Man. There's some mist over here. Yeah, he won't be missed. Oh yes, he will. Yeah, yeah, that's all he is. Yeah. And so basically, like, then you see a shot on the other side of the docks of all the cop cars showing up and Speakman walks out and he's carrying basically a bag (laughs) over his shoulder and his brother gets out of or no, the the cops get out of the car, his dad and the Mm -hmm. other cops get out of the car and he just throws this bag on the ground and and you kind of see James Hong is all tied up in it. He's like, there you go. He he was Hong tied. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, there you go. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then. And then he goes to the dojo mm-hmm. and Mariska Hargitay's there is like, huh, smiles at him. She smiles at him. Oh, yeah. you're here. Yeah. yeah. And, and he huh. meets with the sensei who's like, okay, you've learned the dragon, mm-hmm. kind of giving him the knowing look and the nod. And she closes the door. Yep. And they play snaps. I got the power again. Yep. And then roll credits. Yeah. Keep in mind, Mariska Hargitay has not said a line of dialogue. Not one single word. Her character is pointless. They... <laughs> I think this may be one of the first movies we've had where literally no woman had a speaking role in it. Yeah, the entire it's the movie. anti-Bechdel movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yes. <laughs> but yes, that's how it ends, is with him in the dojo and her smiling and closing the doors. Mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> still got the power. Yes. Yeah. I know, and, we've got to rate it. Yeah, and as the trivia has told us, there was a whole subplot. Apparently, it's on the TV version Yeah, where he meets with her and they exchange information and they kind of catch up and they have a romance. Yeah. That's clearly why None she's of this there is present in this 84 minute movie that we saw at the very least. I would like to know why she is still there. It seems odd yeah. that she just grew up there and never left, mm-hmm. you know, and is always there. She's never anywhere else. Nope. That's just strange, but whatever movie it didn't need it because <laughs> it needed lots of dudes getting wrecked. Right. And that's what happens. Yeah, and that's why I can rate it right now. All right, do it. Uh, I'm terribly sorry because I'm not writing any think pieces about uh, women in this movie or anything else. I I am judging it how we judge things. (laughs) By how awesome it is? By how awesome it is. Not not, by how problematic it is. Not problematic or politically correct or any of that bullshit. All right. This is a five jocks movie. I'm in agreement with you. This is a five jocks movie. it's, It's got everything we want. And, speak, and, it, and, Speakman, and it's brisk. I think we've talked yeah. about it about as long as the movie is. Yep. Yeah. And Speakman sells everything. Yes. Like, he's good. He's really good. The fight scenes are really well filmed. And you get a giant ass explosion at the end. The fuck else do we want? <laughs> I I submit to you that there is nothing else that we want. And and I will uh, I will mirror your ratings um, and, and add this. The nice thing is it doesn't really... Tr- doesn't really treat women poorly it just sort of like it treats them like they don't exist doesn't treat them at all i mean yeah i mean that is a a manner of treating them poorly but it just doesn't even broach the subject at all it's just like no this is just a story about uh it's it's like it's like there are no women (laughs) it's just the universe that's you know yeah it's weird there's 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 one little version of jennifer ever saying anything (laughs) i I think she is seen saying something she's seen never hear it yeah because it's part of a montage right Mm -hmm. but Yeah. yeah Women just don't exist in this universe, except for Jennifer, who is there to uh, stand next to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and open and close a door. Yep. Um, so at least they don't do anything mean to to women. Nope. Besides, no. ignore them. Um, but yeah, five jocks uh, on on Banffcast uh, rating scale. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're using that yeah. one. <laughs> I figured it's a bold stance. Um, yeah, bold strategy, Cotton. It's it's a five jocks movie. I tell you, I was at four for the most part. And was like, this movie's missing a little something. I'm not sure what it was. And then that dude blew the fuck up at the end. Mm -hmm. They were just like, yeah, this guy is the murderer. He needs to die. And so let's explode him. It's a much better ending than he got in martial law. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Heart punch is just not the way to go out. Mm -hmm. Standing next to exploding tanker. That's the way to go out. Um, Yeah, this movie's great. Speakman's great. I think this movie just came about at that time where people were sick of this. I think people were like, hey, man, this isn't Seagal doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one one or two years earlier and people have been like, holy shit. Yeah. But this was this was an era like, OK, there were a lot of guys doing this. There were a lot of these movies, a lot of ninja movies. And I remember the trailer for this. It was really, really selling Jeff Speakman hard. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, we've made we've assembled an action hero. Check it out. And it just seemed like, well, I don't know that guy. Fuck that guy. It, it just. And so no yeah. one gave a shit. So. It's a shame because in retrospect, this is one of the good ones. I mean, this was this is this is what you want. I mean, this it's it's not yeah. doing anything story wise that hasn't been done before. But you want a guy who knows what he's doing wrecking dudes. And that's what happens. So yeah, exactly. You know, can't fault it for not doing anything it didn't set out to do. There you go. Uh, no Star Grove. It does have the power, though. Does have the power. Good. Good song. Yeah. Good, good soundtrack. Yeah. No Star Grove. No instant award. I don't think. No, uh, no, no, no. But nobody it, freaks out. But it did get twenty jocks, so that's pretty fucking that's good. Pretty high. So a unanimous five jocks. Our theme year is off to a hell of a start, you guys. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Nineteen ninety one is amazing. Yep, I think it's going to be the true golden year of movies. It is. It's going to be the golden jocks year of movies. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. Should we talk about that second half? I okay. think we should. Yeah, it's going to be fifty two golden, fifty two five jocks movies this year. Mm. <laughs> Man, that is a tall order. I don't know. It's a lot of jocks. It's 1991, man. Can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. You got a point. Right. You know, can I just suggest maybe we don't do that? What? Don't do what? 1991? The entire entire year of 1991. This movie was so good. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it's not going to get. We're not going to get another unanimous five jocks movie. Close the book on. What do you say we stop here? I'm trying to understand. We did. We did. We did 1990 year last year. Yeah, we do 1991 the year this year. Yeah, I mean that. Then next year we do 1992 year. I hear you, but what if we did this? What Uh if we don't? (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. What if we just didn't? I'm just spitballing here. But what if we stop now? (laughs) You you make a good point. Let's quit while we're ahead. Yeah, exactly. We got 20 jocks on this one. Let's just stop 1991, and next week we'll do something else. You make a good point. All right, fine. You want to do that? I don't know. Okay. Well, I think. Uh, we'll work on it. We'll we'll no, talk let's totally do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. I am awesome. in I am in agreement. Okay. All right. It was a good yes. year. Goodbye, nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that note, hey, nineteen ninety one. Shit your place. <laughs> there we go.
Welcome back. Hey. hey! Half number two. Woo. And the half of the Golden Jocks. Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Golden Jocks. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. Brought to you by Podcast. Do- Domino. Yes. Hot Pockets. <laughs> hot, hot Pockets. Hot Podcasts. Hot Golden Jocks. All of our very well-paying sponsors. Yeah. Yes. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Um, so so I think we're going to start with like we're just going to kind of go around and uh, mention honorable mentions like okay. not quite top fives mm-hmm. and then we're going to like one by one go five four three two one yep yep so whoever why don't I start because right, I never start this shit and sure. I'm actually ready yes go um, do it I so it's it's funny that I only watched seven 2015 movies <laughs> in 2015. Not um, that funny. But so yeah. by default, you have two honorable mentions. That's correct. Okay. Um, the interesting thing is that of all of the, like, there wasn't a, there's not a stinker in the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I did internet hate one of them, but, um, but the two that didn't make the cut um, are Avengers Age of Ultron which I thought was a strong movie. It just, there were a lot, I think, stronger movies this year than than that. Um, it was really entertaining, but it didn't really stick with me. And Kingsman, which I know a lot of people love, and it's picking up like a groundswell of major support uh, lately, but I thought it was good, and you can listen back to that podcast whenever it was when I talked about it, that I thought it was just kind of there. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was not bad, but... Um, I will agree that that I rewatched a bit of that church fight scene, and that is uh, that is pretty damn fantastic. Mm-hmm. But overall, the movie just didn't uh, just didn't have enough to crack didn't the nut. Resonate the top with you? Five. Yes. I don't know why people say that. We're not bells. <laughs> I'm a I'm a pretty bell. Oh, okay, you are <laughs> bell of the ball. Yeah, yeah. there you go, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> so those are your two yeah. honorable mentions. And and mm-hmm. honestly, if you haven't seen Kingsman, you should see it. You should definitely yep. see it. It's worth. Mm-hmm. I, I think we will all shot. be echoing yeah, that sentiment. We'll say more about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. You just want to go around the table? Here? Yeah. Okay. So it. honorable mentions. Um, I I total mine up. I saw 31 2015. Movies. Nice job. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I and overwhelmingly like more than half were like three and a half star and higher. So I think I chose well over the year. Uh, that being said, there were a bunch of movies that that only got like four stars were kind of like not top five worthy enough. So The uh, Force Awakens. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> I just I, there were other movies I liked better. Mm. Spectre. I like that. The Avengers, Ant-Man, San Andreas, Furious 7. These are all just my summer of we basically <laughs> just mm. like fun times. And uh, I saw Steve Jobs recently, uh, which we haven't really talked about, but mm-hmm. but he's dead. I the movie oh, that made yeah. it kind of weird yeah. yeah one of the 18 movies about Steve Jobs I saw the most recent one that uh, yeah, I saw, that, I saw that movie or on TV the other day it's called I Zombie <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, no, that's terrible too soon Harlow oh, sorry um, that that movie's good not great it has some some scenes in it that are some of the just the most intense dialogue I've seen in a long time is really captivating but you look at that movie and you're just like, well, this is a movie about a dude who sold products. You know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. he's not Jesus. <laughs> There's almost as many movies about Jesus as there are about Steve Jobs. And it's like, okay, guys, I know almost as many. That's a wildly a inaccurate statement. Dude, there are a lot of, dude, no, Chuck, a lot I'm, of I'm, Steve no, Jobs. Movies. I will not let that hyperbole stand. Whatever. 
but that's why it's only a honorable mention. Okay. So honorable. Right. Honorable. Um, so I, I saw a lot of movies, but I didn't make a list like Chuck. Um, cause I was, I was, well, I was, no, I was just saying I was very focused on my top five and I was really obsessed with like moving things in and out of that, those slots that I didn't like make a total list with like I usually do. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how oh, so you didn't rank them. Well, I just like, I had top five and then like everything else was like, I think I saw it, but I didn't make a full list. So I can't rattle off every movie I saw. Okay. So I may forget some, okay. but my things I you wanted to mention. Letterboxed. Yeah. Things I, I, I wanted to mention in the honorable mentions is Star Wars because it doesn't crack the top five, but it is very strong. Um, for me, uh, it'd be Creed. I think that is a very strong movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, Lost World or not Lost World, um, Jurassic World. Sorry, I'm combining <laughs> mm-hmm. them uh, because I, I just thought that was probably one of the most like stupid fun things I saw in the movies this year. Um, and um, I, I probably Kingsman. I mean, there there's like, I could almost do an ex- entire other golden jocks about freaking spy movies this year. Yeah. Cause th- there's a lot of good ones. Like Spectre is very solid. Rogue Nation is very solid, but like Kingsman to me is the one that was like, well, this is different than most of the others. I mean, man from uncle is different, but like Kingsman is like a better different to me. So mm-hmm. I was, that's just one I'm going to, I'm going to single out of all the freaking spy movies I saw this year. Okay. So I think that's all my honorable mentions. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I had a bunch of four star movies that will all be my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I saw a total of 15, I believe from this year, which I did a lot of catch up in the past few weeks. So you hear a bit about that, but uh, like Avengers and Ant-Man both made that Avengers. I felt was too, overstuffed the more i thought back on it mm-hmm. but it's still you know there's still the thing about this year was there was a lot of stuff that i was like man this is good but it's not doing it's not doing that extra that i want and that's where the marvel movies have hit and ant-man there's ant-man probably has the most original stuff that they've done but it never quite reaches that point of yes like like you know the first time i saw iron man was like yes mm-hmm. and ant-man just doesn't have that and maybe it's just familiarity is killing those i'm not sure but uh specter you know it just it falls apart in that third act unfortunately but everything else before that was really great yeah furious seven i wish i'd never seen the trailers and i'd probably have a higher opinion of that but james yeah. wan is definitely not the director justin lynn is and that's a bummer yeah and uh jurassic world you know i like it it's dumb it's fun but you know that's i don't want more than that sometimes I, if I want to, if I'm going to have a dinosaur movie, I want it to be doing dumb things and people doing dumb things and getting eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. And, and, the, best part and Jurassic World and the best thing is you can't and even Jeff Goldblum. I don't even want to talk about the end because that's the best part. And you don't want to say anything about it. Yeah. And right. like, but just know that there's something awesome coming towards the end yeah, of the movie. It's, it's very satisfying <laughs> at the end. And that's just one of those movies. I cannot, I, my brain just can't wrap around why there are so many people that just despise that movie. I don't get it. Yeah. I, really I, don't. I mean, it, to me, it's not. It's not a great movie by any means. It's an honorable mention, obviously, but it's like, why do you hate it? Like, why why hate something that's just, it's, it doesn't even feel like it's worth the effort to hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And uh, the last one is when I saw recently Sicario. It's so close. And, and that is a weird movie because it's less of a drug movie and it's almost like a Japanese horror movie where, you know, we've talked about how in American horror movies, there's that whole morality you do something bad you're punished for it and the good person gets to defeat the villain at the end this is more like japanese version where it's like you weren't really doing anything wrong you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time and now you're fucked right and that's kind of what that movie is and it kind of it's a combination of that and also kind of a statement on the futility of how the drug trade is 
but it's shot by Roger Deakins. Mm. So, you know, it's going to look fucking phenomenal. And it does, especially there's a nighttime raid at the kind of end of the second act. That's like, holy God, like, like it yeah. just, where it goes there, video game first person yeah, shooter for a while. But there's like infrared shots that just, it's, it's really, really, really good. And that movie is intense through the entire thing. It doesn't drag at all. It's just, it's a very tough, bitter pill to swallow. So it's one of those movies that's like, I know this is good. I don't know if I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but that was close to cracking my top five, but it didn't. Hmm. Okay. But I, I think it is very much worth seeing. <clears throat> cool. All right. Uh and now the top five. Yep. Now <laughs> number five. Numero cinco. <laughs> All right. Um, coming in at number five. Uh, <laughs> top five. Um, Jurassic World uh, was a good ass fucking dinosaur movie. Um, <laughs> there was something like there was a lot of giddiness in me watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it has its problems for sure but it makes up for it in dino carnage and little things like the, the guy who was apparently Jimmy Buffett uh, running away with the pair of margaritas. <laughs> right. Like I love how absolutely incredibly well they nailed the theme park feel of that place. Cause there's mm-hmm. fucking products everywhere yeah. and it looks like, it looks like a Disney world or universal or islands of adventure or something like that. And it, yeah, they those make places the, are corporate as fuck, and yeah. that was perfectly represented. I, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great, and it and stuff like that, like the little touch of the guy running away with the margaritas, is like how people who can afford to go to a place like fucking Jurassic World on this <laughs> island in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> like that's how those people are gonna act. Like, oh, if dinosaurs are loose. Better grab my margaritas and go. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I know that the characters aren't perfect and the the motivations of the um I the I can't remember her name. Um Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard, yeah. And Howard's kid. Um like I know that they that they do shitty things with her character, like her her motivations and sort of the lessons that she's learning. But in the middle of that stuff, I think she's doing some awesome shit and I think they, they they at least partially treat that treat that pretty well. Um, I like Chris Pratt. Um, I I think they could have done a lot better with that character, but it's still like a fucking good ass dinosaur movie. Yeah, um, it's not like we get many. It's of not. Them. It, yeah, it's not like Jurassic Park six or whatever the the last one was. The mm-hmm. last two or three. Like it it feels like a little bit of a return to what we liked about Jurassic Park mm-hmm. in the first place. It's the best of the sequels. Yes, absolutely. By a lot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I read... Here comes the shit. No, wait. I, <laughs> I read Coming through... up number five, Ridiculous Six. <laughs> I read through the rules. I didn't see anything <laughs> that would... There aren't any rules. <laughs> exactly. Jack. That's why I'm doing this. So hear me out. Um, my choice at number five is... The slate of documentaries that came out in 2015, and I'm saying that kind of to class up my list because I think what's going to come next is going to make people mad. But so you're not picking a single movie? No, I, the documentaries of 2015, and I'm specifically talking about like Going Clear and the Death of Superman, and there was a Sinatra documentary, a two part documentary, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that, like like I think that the quality of the, the documentaries. One about Quiet Riot. 
That was 2014, <laughs> and I didn't want to say it because this one over here is going to fucking ride that to town. Uh, I, I just, there were so many top-notch documentaries, and it's hard to rank a documentary against something else because it's just, then you have to go by, like, it's, do you care about the topic and how, you know, so. I don't I, think that's true because, like, I would put, I mean, if I were making some giant list of greatest movies of all time, I would put King of Kong on there. I don't care. It's a documentary. Well, fine. I, I just I, I think there were so many strong <clears throat> documentaries in 2015 that that they merited more than an honorable mention, and I just wanted to class up my list a bit. Oh, and, five. The, my my number five is is powerful women in movies in 2015. No, no, no. I'm not. This isn't political. This is just <laughs> cultural. No. This is, is is your number four uh, the movie Cop Out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be quiet. Right, no, I, I get what <laughs> I'm you're okay with it. Too. I get what you're saying, but it's like oh, I don't know. So, are you including that Quiet Riot documentary? No, that too? was 2014. Oh damn it! <laughs> what about the Skid Row documentary? What's your number five, Harlow? <laughs> so no, no, Chuck. What movies? Like, if, if you're going to say documentaries of 2015, like, going clear. He said the the Scientology yeah. documentary. Yeah. Uh, the, the death of Superman return or the death of Superman lives. What happened? What happened? What happened? It's a terrible title, by the <laughs> yep. way. That almost want to disqualify it for that title and for the guy doing all the interviews because man, he just fucking nods his head off during the entire movie. Like when people are talking, he's just doing the yeah, uh huh. I'm listening mm-hmm. to you, and it's like, dude, stop. Um. There was a Sinatra documentary on HBO that was like five hours long. It was really comprehensive, really good. Um, just there, there was a good slate of documentaries okay. this year. So cool. I'm not sure about any of this. I don't right. know if there were any extra with ones. You I, 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 I am dealing with it in my own way <laughs> by mocking you. Um, so my number five is uh, Inside Out. Uh, Inside Out is the movie that replaced uh, Jurassic World off of number five because that's how much I like Jurassic World. But I liked Inside Out that much more. Um, as I said when I was reviewing it earlier, I could argue, and I might, that it's it, probably my favorite uh, Pixar movie to date because it, it, it feels like this kind of culmination of all everything Pixar has been doing over the years into this one movie. Um, like, to me, just kind of like taking it beyond, beyond like that moment of like nailing a certain part of your life like toy story would nail like aspects of your childhood mm-hmm. and this feels like this nails all of childhood okay. and, and like you know like your the mental states that you go through uh, throughout childhood mm-hmm. and it's 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 way more heady i mean literally because it's you know personalities in your head um but i i just feel like it, it just kind of like takes everything that pixar has done and and does it you know possibly better um I know it's probably blasphemy to most people that it's, you know, I would say it's the best Pixar. I don't care. I, I really enjoy the shit out of this movie. You should rank your favorite Pixar. I, I totally should. <laughs> I will make a listicle about that. I've heard a few people have done that. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Inside Out, number five. Cool. An actual movie. <laughs> An Single actual, one. There you go. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five is Dope. What is it? What? What is Dope. <laughs> Right, I get you're describing it, yep. but what is it? My number uh, five was pretty dope too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's an indie film about <laughs> yeah. coming of age. But no, it's uh, the story of this this group of dorky inner city teens uh, living out in California. Mm-hmm. Who it's kind of it starts out feeling like a weird slice of life type thing where there are these weird kids. They love early '90s hip hop, so the movie already has a phenomenal soundtrack just due to that, but they also have their own little band that they've made where they play their own songs, which are really good as well. And they're written by Pharrell. So they're catchy as shit. Oh, um, 
But man, that's one of those movies that's it's willing to take a lot of chances because it's a little indie movie thing and it's willing to do quirky stuff on screen and have weird narration from Forrest Whitaker throughout about this dorky kid who's basically like a straight A student, got a perfect SAT, but he's an inner city dude, so he's going to have trouble getting anything, like getting anywhere in life. And when that interacts with the fact that he's met a drug dealer who has a really hot girlfriend and he kind of is having trouble with her. So he makes our main character, um, our main character interact back and forth with her, like give her messages. And basically the girl invites him to the drug dealer's birthday party and he gets tangled up in a whole bunch of crazy shit from there involving drugs and other stuff that he's been trying to avoid all the time, including dope. Yes. Including dope. (laughs) But, uh, it, it goes, it's, it's more fun when it's a slice of life thing and it's not trying to have a plot. Yeah. And once they introduce plot, it's kind of like office space in that way where like office space is a lot of fun when it's just like, here's Peter doing this crazy shit Mm -hmm. and you know, and like just being sarcastic and then it becomes a heist movie. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's kind of, it's a similar structure to that, but everyone in it's really great. Like it's weird that one of his best friends is the lobby boy from grand Budapest hotel. And he's a completely different dude. Mm hmm. And he has like a lesbian best friend that's hilarious throughout. And uh, one of the dudes from Workaholics shows up in it later as kind of a drug dealer as well. And there's just there's just a lot of good, funny stuff throughout and a lot of likable characters with a really good soundtrack and a lot of interesting filmmaking going on, even if it gets a little too Sundancey by the end of it, because, you know, they've got like here like writing the college application letter. And that's kind of your framing thing. It's like, eh. Like some of that stuff doesn't work, which is why it doesn't get higher. But I, it's a really, it's a fun movie, and it's weird that Aesop Rock is one of the is the drug dealer friend, and he's really good in it. Hmm. Like he's super charismatic, and he's just a really fun character. And that movie's, it's a movie full of fun characters. So I liked it a lot. So you should probably check out Dope, <laughs> especially if you like early '90s hip hop as well. Yeah, because this it's all over the soundtrack and it's really good. Cool. Duero Quattro. C. Catorce. No, that's fourteen. (laughs) Speaking of fun characters, uh, some of (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) Man, Um, the segue to end all segues. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, Uh This is all also like the micro budget indie darling frou frou film school bastard pick to. Yeehaw, nitrous, let's fucking go. Uh, Furious 7 comes oh, in. All right. oh, yeah, well, that, was <laughs> that hot indie joint. <laughs> yeah. I said, I know. Indie yeah. to, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's more like Indie 500. Right, yeah. exactly. All right. From Independent to Indianapolis. Uh, Furious 7. Uh, it is not the, the greatest of the last three, of the last, you know, the the trilogy, you know, the, the modern, finest trilogy, the, the modern, modern trilogy, trilogy. of... Uh, <laughs> Of uh, Fast and Furious movies. Um, well, but, this would be like the quadrilogy because it started in four, yeah. you know, despite four not being very good. Four is still not good. But I right. mean, but the, but, the, but the storyline. Five, six, and yeah. seven. Five started a thing where you're okay, like, right, holy shit, these movies. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. Five was the first one I saw in the theater. Fine. So. It's the part. It's the beginning my, of the Rock trilogy. My, yeah, yeah, the yes, Rock trilogy. There it is. <laughs> um, the Rock trilogy. This is, it's hard to say that it's the least of them, but it's still 
feels weird overall. Like it's a great summer blockbuster action flick. There's there's just some ludicrous shit in it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, had I not seen any of the trailers, this is what started me not watching trailers for movies. Like I'll watch one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I almost went down that rabbit hole with uh, the Force Awakens. I watched like. A trailer, then I watched another one, and somebody like linked me to a Chinese trailer. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. That's oh man, that's really cool. I want to know all about this. Wait, yep, wait. So, um, this is the one that that started to that was the last one to be ruined by by its trailers for me. Um, but if you can kind of roll your mind back to before, you know, like maybe. Give yourself some time in between, you know, in between viewing, so that you forget all the fantastic set pieces and crazy things that they did. Yeah, um, it probably will turn out to be better. There's a little like the camera is kind of sleazy in this one, which is something that they had gotten away from in uh, five and six. Um, but it's still a damn fine, like crazy action movie in, in some points. And the send off for Paul, for Paul Walker in the end is although cheesy and intentionally meant to make you feel strong emotions. It, it achieves it, it. achieves it. It's good. <laughs> like it's a good send off. And, and again, it feels a little bit weird because of the, some of the stuff they had to shoot for to shoot around, uh, Paul Walker's death, but still, like I said, kick-ass summer action movie, and uh, that's my number four. I have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start repeating myself if I have to keep talking. I'll go. Um, so my number four is uh, Terminator Genesis, which uh, I, I think I've made the case for because I've, I've talked about it twice on the show. It uh, It is the dumbest of fun that I realize people hated. I don't quite understand the vitriol against the movie, but whatever. I don't take my time travel so seriously. It's all dumb anyway, so this movie kept giving me what I wanted, and it did it over and over and over again. I was totally okay with it. I was totally okay with everything they did. I'm not some Terminator 1 and 2 are the only things that matter bullshit guy that's just not me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that movie's just huge dumb fun. And I've seen it twice, and I already want to see it again. So that's it. We're done. All yeah, right, that's it. Um, okay, so my number four, I guess I'll be very brief about because mine is also dope. Um, on number coming in at number four. But what is it? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> that does work again. Um, yeah, pretty much all the things you said. I I think I liked it a little bit more than you, maybe because it's one rank higher. Uh, when it when it, when it goes, oh, I'm yeah. saying like when it goes like stands you know, to reason. You no, know, I'm just saying like it, like when it goes a little wacky. Like I'm I think I'm a little bit more okay with it. Like I I kind of like the wacky ending, and I actually think that I don't know. I don't I don't want to get spoilery about the end with the letter, but mm-hmm. like they they telegraph that, and I like I like the. I don't know the kind of setup for that. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's just my my complaint about it is it's kind of become like a Sundance cliche type. I know, thing. but I think that's I think it's actually playing on that. Like I, I don't know, I don't want to. Like I said, no, it, gets, I, it, gets I a little, that, it gets a little bit too much into the end uh, of the movie that I don't really want to go there. But um, I kind of liked it all all throughout, and it it it's 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 weird because like one and two my number one and two have been locked for a long time mm-hmm. and like i feel like three and four and five have been jumping around in position and i've i've just settled on like i think dope lands at number four so i'm just thinking about like yeah you know, 
how much I remember things about them and, and dope lands about number four. And I, I've still really enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. All right. My number four is Kingsman, the secret service. Mm-hmm. That movie is the anti Marvel movie. Every time they have a chance to go the safer route, they say, fuck that and do something ridiculous. And it's also a, it feels like a love letter to Roger Moore era bond movies by people who are like, you know what? Those were good. I liked those. They were crazy. They were stupid, but they were good. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't agree that Roger Moore era was good, it's still like you just you watch this and like, I wonder what the world would be like if we had had four Colin Firth movies as James Bond instead of Daniel Craig, Mm -hmm. what that would have been like, because that's kind of what this movie proposes in the beginning. Yep. Except it's it's a case of, all right, here's James Bond training a new James Bond. And you kind of get a lot of that, but it's also got the Matthew Vaughn like style, so to speak, where he's adapting a Mark Miller comic. Which he helped co-write. Yeah, which he helped co-write. But it's like got that mean streak going on that all Mark Miller's stuff seems to end up having eventually. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people have been turned off by it. Mm-hmm. But it has flat out the best action scene of the year is the free bird church scene that closes out the second act of that movie. And the problem is it's like Pacific rim. It peaks there. The third act is good and it's got some solid action, but I don't think it's like you've hit your showstopper. You've hit like, Holy fuck. Did that scene just happen? And the rest of the movie can't catch up to it. Yeah. And there's one decision I don't totally agree with, but I know a lot of people absolutely love that happens near the end of that movie where the whole pomp and circumstance thing happens. That's just so ludicrous, but I appreciate that they go for it, that they're like, fuck it. Like we are just making the most insane movie we can. And that's kind of what I want out of a comic book movie these days. Whereas like Marvel and, you know, James Bond are just like, uh, no, we can't go there. And this movie's like, fuck you. You can go there. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I loved. It's like, to me, it was, it has a kinetic love of making movies and telling stories the way movies do that few other things this year had. It has no filter on it. No. There's not like a, (laughs) none. there's no idea not, you know, there's no, there's no point where they were just like, yeah, maybe not. We probably shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. It's just. You got an idea? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that right now. <laughs> and yeah. let's do it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, I really, it, I was shocked how much I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But that's my number four. Cool. BJ3. Speaking of spy movies, um, slick segue again. Pretty smooth. King of the slick segues totally. here tonight. Yeah. Um, a little movie called uh, Spectre. Oh. Who's in that? Comes in at number three. Um, the the, the guy, there's a guy that was Some in one guy of those with two Tar- first names, right? Yeah, Can't was, trust him. No, there was a guy that was in one of those Tarantino movies. Um, uh-huh. He was in it. Uh, oh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That's James Bond. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> Steve Bond Shimmy. Um, <laughs> no, Spectre. Yeah, we've we've said it, and a lot of people have said it. It is uh, sort of a James Bond's greatest hits movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's the greatest hits album of 
of James James Bond movies. Um, I love that it opens on a parade, um, like the Dia de, de los Muertos yeah. parade. Like I love that. Um, like Mackie has said many times, the third act is a little wonky, mm-hmm. but it kind of wraps itself up okay. Um, it, and it just feels like it. It almost feels a, a bit like a love letter to to Bond movies for the first two acts, and um, and I really enjoy that, especially out of Daniel Craig, because it's something that I've that I keep wanting to see out of him is more like because I believe in him more and more as Bond, I want to see more and more of him right. um, giving classic Bond scenarios the Daniel Craig treatment, and and we get a, a fair amount of that, and I like that. Um, I like polished, you know, polished Daniel Craig Bond, I think is really, like... Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the first two movies felt like training wheels. Like, I'm not really Bond yet. I'm just trying to right. get there. Yeah. And then, like, it seems like... It's a little unfortunate, like, this is the last... that. It is such a production to make a James Bond movie now that he's kind of done with it already after four movies. And right. like now he's just kind of getting into the groove of like, now you can just be James Bond. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? he, he, he looked like he was having fun at points yeah. where, where normally before he had not been having any fun. He looked very uncomfortable and the character was very dour because of all the things that kept happening to him. And yeah. he just, he just hadn't been elevated to that. Hey Bond, how about a mission? And you go on it and you stop the world from being destroyed. Right. It never even yeah. that never happened. This like one, you said, he never just walked into M's office, got a case, and then went out and did it. Mm-hmm. He was just this rogue week, yeah, all the time. Exactly. This was another <laughs> case of rogue Bond, and like it's like they suffered like like they really thought they had to make Jason Bourne movies for the first yeah. the first two. And then they're like, Oh, wait a minute, maybe we have to maybe we actually have to make Bond movies. And it's a shame that we only got two Bond movies out of Daniel Craig instead of getting four. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame we won't get any more. Um, if you believe the yeah, press. There might be a big sack of money waiting for him. But Daniel Craig himself has said he's done with it. So that could be a ploy to Sean get money. Connery said that once as well. I believe Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. quit the being Iron Man four years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at least as it stands now, we probably. Yeah quote unquote probably won't as of this recording as of this recording yeah uh we'll look back on these archives later when i'm wrong and uh we'll celebrate the fact that i was wrong yes um favorite as... this episode rt it later right when, when he's wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> or on your teeth <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i i think it's i think it's easily crept up into you know my top probably close to my top 10 um and I think it has also helped push um, Skyfall higher up into my, mm-hmm. you know, up into my favorite Bond films as well. Um, it does kind of reinforce how good Skyfall was. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not that it's bad because obviously it's good. It made, right. you know, it made number three on my list because um, I just fucking love Bond movies. And Christoph Waltz is just, I love Christoph Waltz being, Christoph Waltz being that nutty, just kind of. Oh, I'm going to just be a little bit weird for now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, I'm tap dancing. You know, um, yeah. I just love that. I find that incredibly charming and and fun, um, and it's especially fun for a, you know, for a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them to be a little bit fun, obviously. So, um, really happy that that this movie went as well as it did. Yeah. 
Well, if you want fun in a Bond movie, let me tell you about my number three. Is it Kingsman, The Secret Service? No, <laughs> Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, okay. Uh, like I said, I've already talked about it's that one as well movie. twice on the show, but it is it is the kind of Bond movie that you used to get. Gadgets and crazy plots and lots mm-hmm. of big set piece action scenes. Um, it's It's just incredibly clever without shoving it in your face how clever it is. And for... For Tom Cruise to still be doing this, you think back to the first Mission Impossible and what that movie was, and then you look at this and you're like, man, these are all completely different things, and they're all entertaining in their own ways, and I, I just, I, that dude is, he's going to die on a movie set. That's just... <laughs> at some point... Well, he got it, all the Thetans out or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, so. at some point, they're going to be like, hey, we want the stunt where you fly into space, and we want you to actually do it. And he's going to be like, yeah. And then, like, you know... We're not giving you a rocket. We want you to fly into yeah, space. Just, we're going to strap just, some rockets to you. Yeah. And, just, yeah. and how would that be? We'll strap a GoPro to you, and we'll get all the footage we need. Cool? Mm-hmm. Go. And then that'll be it for Tom Cruise. But until then... I'm pretty sure that's actually what Scientology is about. I, I think so. That's yeah, like I'm pretty sure plateau like, or yeah, some Yeah, I'm pretty shit. sure you like the space DC-10 after that. Yeah. That's... So that, you just fly Climb aboard Tom Cruise. Yeah. Priority seating. Tom Cruise is. <laughs> Our Star Alliance members may board Tom Cruise at this time. Those in the series section can sit now. <laughs> but yeah, that, that movie's just a lot of fun and uh, worth seeing. Very good. Oh, okay. Uh, number three for me. Uh, I, ha- I had to follow you with number three, so it would uh, be a fit that it, it follows is my number three. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it follows. Uh, I, oh, I th- it that's feel- a joke. It feels like it, it feels like it was a long time ago that I talked about this, so I will speak a little bit more about it again. Okay. Uh, this movie, when let me back up and say <laughs> I, I'm going to go on records and, and now officially internet hate the movie Halloween because mm. uh, internet hate. Hold on. <laughs> I, uh, I get Halloween. I get Halloween significance <laughs> in the movie lexicon of things. Mm -hmm. I just personally don't enjoy watching Halloween as often as a lot of other people do. It's one of those movies I can look at and go, I I know what you did. I know what you did for the genre. Thank you. But I, I've, we've moved on from you and I don't need you anymore. Kind of thing. (laughs) It's, it's kind of like how a lot of people look at things like citizen Kane, where I I don't, but I'm saying like, you can look at citizen Kane and you're not watching citizen Kane every year going, man, citizen Kane, look at all the shit it did for filmmaking. (laughs) Yeah. No, you watch it once. Right. "Eh." Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, So Halloween for me is kind of like that is like the citizen Kane of of horror movies in that for that genre, you know, (laughs) Uh it's, it's just a thing, but like it follows was like that plus more and modernized. And I just loved it. Like, I mean, from the opening shot, which is, I, 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 I get it. Don't come at me with like, it's aping everything from Halloween. I get that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I just, it's, it's rare for me to see a movie that, that affects me as much as that one did. And like that one, like not in a horror movie sense, it just haunted me for days. I just kept thinking about that movie and thinking about shots in that movie and how, how the pace of that movie played out. And I just, I loved it, and that's why it's as high on my list as it is. That was a, like a first watch love movie, and um, there might be another one on this list later. Like, mm-hmm. I bet there will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Star Wars at this point is part of my DNA. I don't. I have a lot of trouble like rationally analyzing Star Wars, mm-hmm. like looking at the movies and going. Okay, and trying to pick things like like even looking at watching Return of the Jedi and going, man, the second act kind of drags here. Like like even my brain was like, 
It does, but I don't care because it's fucking Star it's fucking Wars. Star Wars, you shut up, brain. Yeah, <laughs> and that's pr- probably why the prequels frustrate me so much because it's like in my brain I still think of ways to fix them mm-hmm. when I watch them. And this one, there wasn't a point where I was watching Force Awakens, going, "How can I fix this? How can I make it?" I was just immediately with it, like it was. It was immediately like, "Okay, I'm back in this world, and something new is happening." Even mm-hmm. if you know there's debate about the structure being as new as it is. Right. But I still, I, I love Ray. I love Finn. I even like Kylo Ren as a villain. I think, you know, all of that stuff worked for me. Don't it forget w- Poe. Okay. Yeah. Poe. Eh, yeah. Okay. <gasps> Poe. We, we didn't get enough of Poe yeah, to yeah, really I get mean, a feel for him. You know, and, but he is dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I still like, I just, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And even and looking back on it later, it's like I couldn't really nitpick it either and be like, okay, well, why did this happen and this happen? You know, I mean, yeah, you can say, okay, the scene with the pirates and the things going through the ship is kind of you could lose that and it doesn't really change much. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's stuff like that, but there's stuff like that in all of those movies. Yeah, I was gonna say that's so, that to me is the most disappointing the scene. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's it's, it's more not, disappointing. Yeah, it's yeah. It never bad. It's most disappointing because of who's in that who's scene in it and, and the fact yeah. that it goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but. Regardless of all that, like, mm-hmm. like the, you know, I will say this should have been my number one movie, but it's not, <laughs> you know, just be, because of who I am and how much I love Star Wars that J.J. Abrams was able to pull it off and not, you know, and I know it's, it's faint praise to say, make it better than the prequels, but, you know, make it better than the prequels that the original guy made and to have everyone excited about star Wars again and looking forward to a new star Wars again, get it back on track. Feels so good. Yeah. Like it feels great. (laughs) I don't know any other way to put it. I just, it, that makes me happy just as much as watching the movie made me happy. I I think, I I think I said it on, on Twitter or somewhere. Like I, it feels good to, to feel good about star Wars again. Yes. That's probably Um, the best way to put it. The thing I ponder about is I wonder if like years from now, we're going to look back at this movie and have a deeper love for it because I feel like the world made us want to hate this movie and the movie had to dig its way out of that. Against all odds. Well, because, I mean, you were, you were coming up against the prequels and then you were coming up against fucking Star Wars everywhere. Yeah. Like oh. Star Wars branded toilet paper and the oh. shit awakens. And like, you know, I, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I mean, like literally <laughs> yeah. it was just like everything that doesn't make any sense. Like the Disney machine it, yeah, like, like went the, full the, fucking force. The charcoal brand of Star Wars, the force awakens, ignite your lightsaber yeah. on the grill Yoda today. grapes you know. and there BB, are BB eight oranges. Yeah. And there yeah. are literally like, uh, Darth Vader lightsaber barbecue tongs. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. in the store. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah every fucking thing that you could, put a logo on that that's what i'm saying i mean the world is like i feel like the world is against us star wars but yet it's enduring it's enduring through that and people people at this point really should be like fuck say star wars to me one more time <laughs> you know if, like because every commercial break it's three fucking things about yep, star wars still it is mm-hmm. and i don't even watch tv and i know this i like yeah. i've just been yeah. sitting places i'm like fuck it's another thing of star wars on the tv there yeah and car commercials fucking Star Wars Dodge commercials? What <laughs> yep. the fuck? Yeah. You sh- everybody should be so fucking sick of, it, of this movie, but we're not. Nope. Nope. The movie <laughs> managed to outdo that. Right. There's, and Overcome. Yeah, there's a good reason. Yep. Yep. I, I, I want it to be higher, but it's not because there's two movies that are better, according to me. Yep. Well, let's get to them. Number two, BJ. Well, one movie that made it higher... The that I'm going to guess is is one that's that's made it higher. It, Mad Max Fury Road is my number two pick. 
there is there is nothing that I can say about Mad Max, nothing good about Mad Max that I can say that has not already been said. Um, it the only thing wrong with that movie is a little bit of the CG in the stupid dust storm scene. Everything other than that, I fucking love. I love the way it treats its characters. I love the way it treats people. Um, I, I love the way it tells a story. I love the way it looks. Um, I love the stupid fucking ridiculous wasteland cars stacked on cars and the fucking doof wagon <laughs> and a f- flamethrowing guitar and guys swinging back and forth on big sticks. Um, and then interesting sensitive treatment of characters at the same time. Like, I think it's fucking magical what they managed to do with a mad fucking Max movie. <laughs> like, you take just wasteland post-apocalypse fantasy, you know? Like, the previous movies are just sort of like a, like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking kick ass in the wasteland. I'm going to rule. You know, it's it's a lot of crazy power fantasy stuff. Yep. But this is... This is in the same universe, and all the same things still kind of apply, but but they're like but it but they're people, you know, and they're people with real feelings and stories, and um, it's it's one of these reboot kind of movies where the main character doesn't like they don't fall all over themselves trying to jerk off the main character. <laughs> And that's a bit of that's a crass true. way. That doesn't to, happen. That's a bit of a crass way to put it. But no, they I don't. But they don't like. Yeah. They don't go out of their way to go. Hey, look! It's fucking Max Rockettansky. Look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Yeah, that's probably why he's like, mad. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. There's no recognition. Yeah, there's no like hero worship for yeah. you know for hero's sake. He's just there to like move the plot along. And yep. I know that. I know he's that a happens. Device. He's a de- yeah. He's yeah. And at some points, literally, he's a device. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but it's it's just it's a magical thing to come out of something from a director who's what seventy something years old, seventy years old, seventy years old, and had um, been making Babe movies. Right, he made the second <laughs> Babe movie, not even the first one. Oh yeah, he made the first he made one. Both of yeah. them. He made both. I thought he was just the second one. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was like a, a director for hire on the second one. No, okay, yeah. all right. Nope, Practical. that was his baby. Yeah. Hey. Why are you saying that like that's a bad thing? No, I'm not. I'm just saying it. You could not make a more. I will different fight you if you over no, no. babe. No, no. <laughs> well, and it's a Perhaps very different he, movie from the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps he learned a bit of sensitivity from the babe movies. Maybe and, and okay. yeah. it's well applied in these. Like I said, it's it's balls to the walls, screaming, shooting truck action <laughs> with amazingly well treated characters and and deft touch. Yeah, a deft touch. Yeah. Only complaint is that. Uh, the CG in that dust storm scene and I that's just movies now yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's that's such a pittance of a complaint yeah and yeah. that's it I could t- go I could talk about Mad Max for hours I think and people should um, I'm not going to talk about it yet because okay. so when I started last weekend's oh my god gotta watch all the 2015 movies uh, I was like oh yeah I, I haven't seen Kingsman yet I should probably see that Kingsman is my number two pick of the year. Kingsman is fucking awesome. That movie won me over like a movie hasn't like going into it with zero X. Like I remember, I remember you guys talking about on the podcast. I remember one of you like really liking it. One of you kind of being indifferent to it. And I was like, eh, well, who knows? Um, That movie to me, I, I, I I hate saying this, but it's also accurate in several ways. That movie to me is kind of like Pulp Fiction in that, I had no expectations. 
I had no idea where it was going. Along the way, they were jumping off points where if I'd been in the theater, I I know exactly when people would have gotten up and grabbed their wife or whoever and said, we're leaving this fucking stupid ass movie. Because mm-hmm. when I, I saw Pulp Fiction in the theater like seven times and every time I could pinpoint exactly like those people are going to get up and they did. They got up and walked out. Um, th- there's that movie to me. I just won me over in ways I just was not expecting. And like the the church scene was like when it started happening, I was like, oh, dear, this is really going for it, isn't it? But by the end of it, I was just like, yeah, all right, that's that's something else. And then, you know. The, the scene towards the end when Macho Man's music hits and I'm like, wait, what is Macho Man coming into this movie? And then, I mean, I know the music is something else, but mm-hmm. the the imagery that follows that, I just like threw my hands up in the air. I was like, fuck everything. This is the best thing I've ever seen. This is just the most fun, dumb <laughs> thing ever. I don't care. This is so good. Uh, and I, I, I was worried when that movie started. I felt like it was overwritten. I thought it was being too clever. And I really am hating that of late when something seems so refined and mm-hmm. so written that it's like, this doesn't sound natural. This is too gimmicky. But they that kind of watered down along the way, like especially once the actual plot kicked in, that I was totally okay with it. And I just, I since then have been just telling everyone I can find, hey, it's on HBO Go. You need to watch Kingsman yeah. right now. And I, I just, I'm so glad that I sat down to watch that. Yeah. To me, it's a lot like detention where it's like Mm -hmm. once you've, you know, whether you're in or out pretty quickly. Yeah. And if you've locked in with it, you're going to love it. And if you haven't like nothing that comes later is going to change your mind. Yep. Yeah. It, it, yes. The detention thing is perfect because I remember that we were all sitting around watching that going, I don't know. This movie's really overdoing it with the dialogue. And then, it settled down and was pretty great, but mm-hmm. man, I movie just worked on every level for me, just every level. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. Um, my number two. Uh, I think we just talked about it. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah, that is my number two movie of the year. Uh, Witness me. So, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road for me had a little, like a little speed bump to get over because uh, of early hype. Like, so I think. Like I was talking about, like when I saw It Follows, it was just like I I knew almost nothing about that movie, so it just hit me in that way that you need a movie just to be fresh and like I don't really know what I'm getting in for, and then wow, you know that that kind of thing, and I think that helps when you're you go in a little bit like Kingsman, you're you're viewing, you're probably mixed, and I don't know what to think about this, and holy shit, like just just hit you hit you at the right time, right? So Fury Road kind of had to overcome that, and I managed to because I ended up seeing I think three times in the theater, mm-hmm. um, once once three D and then twice not. So um, mm-hmm. and and the non three D really helped my my second viewing. I was like, yeah, I like that a lot better, not in three D. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of had some hurdles to, to jump over, but man, does it jump over some hurdles and it's pretty fucking fantastic. Like once I, once I got <laughs> over them, it, 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 yeah, it, it, it launches off of them at 90 miles an hour and doesn't stop. So, uh, yeah, my next three road, like we, we've covered it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my number two as well. Nice. It is. I, I watched Good it job, last guys. weekend again. Uh, first time I'd seen it since the theater and, um, that's like the ultimate show don't tell movie. You know, that's like the the golden rule of movies is show people don't tell them. Mm-hmm. And that movie is so ridiculously visual already. Like, like sh- it was weird watching it at home that shots that I had forgotten from watching in the theater. 
I was like, holy fuck. Like when they're actually driving into the storm and they do that ridiculously long shot oh, yeah. where the trucks are just like little pinpricks yep. on the horizon and you have this storm that's taking up a third of the screen mm-hmm. arcing over them. Like so many amazing visuals going on in that movie, but also so much character information that's conveyed just by certain things and subtle things that the characters are doing. And it's never, you know, just like the whole, you know, a lot of people talk about when Furiosa takes the shot and Max basically uses, she uses his shoulder. They don't say anything in that entire scene. Yep. No words are spoken. He, uh, he takes a, he takes two, two shots, shots and then he's like, you, you, yeah. you, you, but I mean, and it. there's, you know, and there's just so much stuff that, you know, my wife watching, it was like, wait, what did that mean? And I, and I knew to tell her just because I was like, okay, because you saw that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's so much implied world going on in that, which I love that it it's the movie has room to breathe with that, but it's also like, a half dozen fucking amazing action scenes. You know, I say Kingsman had the best action scene of the year, which it did for me, but that's probably because I can't pick a scene out of Fury Road that's like, this is the best one. This is like, is it the first time they get in the fist fight when he first comes up to the truck and he's still trying to get the chain off of him? Mm-hmm. Is it that? Is it that escape from the whole, you know, when he tries to escape the first time? Is it when they go into the storm the first time? Is it when they're coming back through the canyon? You know, which... All those scenes are fucking amazing. And it's a two-hour chase movie that barely lets up. I mean, there's there's breathing room in there. But yeah, I was going to say, there is a lot of, like, it does give you a lot of room to breathe. Like, it's got pauses where you can catch your breath and kind of mm-hmm. go, all right, all right, all right, and I'll get my heart yeah. rate down a little bit. And then, <laughs> oh my God, there he goes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's just a pace to it that works. And, you know, and then just once it gets going at the end, it just does not let up. But it's, yeah, it, it's some of the best visual filmmaking we'll see, <laughs> I think, for a while. Oh, yeah. and, and it's so much imaginative stuff. You know, I'm not a fan of the uh, of the flamethrower guitar guy. I think that's kind of dorky. What are you, an idiot? But people <laughs> no, he's love a doof. it. But people love it. So I'm. that's why I'm cool with it. I, okay. I'm, I'd rather they do fun, cool things. Like, basically having a band that gets all of their dudes pumped up. Yeah. Is what that is. Yeah. And like, when you think about it, that's... That's so fucking it, wasteland, though. It like, makes so much sense. Yes, yeah. it does. Like, In that universe, If you want people totally to does. jump from one moving car to another, risking yeah. life and limb... You better have a goddamn rock yeah. band with a flamethrower guitar. You better guitar. have a taiko drum truck yep. with a flaming guitar guy on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, and, and that's also... It's also a throwback to, you know, pre-modern warfare, where you would have... Like a drum and five corpse, yeah. mm-hmm. corpse mm-hmm. core, um, or you know, just war drummers. There is such a thing as a fucking war drummer, right. and you know, beat the drums of war. That's because they used to actually beat the fucking drums of war. And if they'd had electric guitars, during, if they had they had the electric had guitars, had uh, yeah, it would have been. <laughs> a I love that it basically becomes time where they put the flamethrower on them. Yeah. Too. yeah, his guitar stuff becomes the soundtrack. Yep. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. There's we could spend hours analyzing all the little touches, yeah. but there are just, there are so a thousand things touches, going yeah. on and they're never pointed out specifically. Just mm-hmm. like Furiosa's arm never mentioned. Nope. Not mentioned by anyone throughout the entire movie. And that's, and it's, and they, they, they handle, they handle that well because she's not like, it's, it doesn't define her. And it also, she doesn't, you know, 
she's not crippled because of it. It's just a thing that is part of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But, but yeah, there's just, it's a great, 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 great movie. It's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, really good. Um, number one. Number one. And the number one movie of all time, uh, <laughs> according to 2015. Um, so uh, if you if you couldn't guess, my number one movie for 2015 is Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and um, it gains it gets the number one spot for one really important reason, and that is it felt like they they made a Star Wars movie again. They didn't make a oh god, you're talking about Star Wars? Fuck yeah, so sick of Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah, but they. They made a fucking Star Wars movie. They made a Star Wars movie like I remember Star Wars movies being before they fucked them up. And honestly, they f- fucked them up. And I'm I'm can't abide by apologists of the of the prequels anymore because there are there are apologists out there. They're like, oh well, it's actually not a bad movie, and there's actually <laughs> it's it's usually George Lucas that's mm-hmm. the apologist. But um, there's actually some really good things in those. <laughs> I, I don't give there a shit. There are good things in them, just like on a whole. No, but yeah, but but that like the prequels were a giant blow to Star Wars fans and being able to feel good about being a Star Wars fan. Because if you're a Star Wars fan, it, you have to kind of lump that in there. And people go, "Well, wow, those 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 movies were really shitty." And I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking know. We we get it. We know that they were bad. Everybody knows that they're bad." And then. Somehow, magically, against, you know, obviously it's Disney money and it's J.J. Abrams and amazing cast um, and good writers. But against, you know, against sort of against the odds, uh, they made they made a, a Star Wars movie that actually felt like a fucking Star Wars movie and made me feel like I felt the first time I watched the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like it got me excited about space and <laughs> um, like crazy weird space people um you want to own a lightsaber right now and you want to fly an x-wing right right you want it like i wanted fucking battlefront i was like oh my god i want battlefront now like obviously the disney marketing machine is working Mm -hmm. um and working well but they did a really good job with this movie and it made me give a shit about star wars again and that's a feeling that i missed and feeling good about star wars is a feeling that i missed and like I like I said earlier, and like I've said before, like on Twitter, I, I feel good about feeling good about Star Wars. And the way I felt is many emotions and as giddy and happy as I was watching that movie. Like I'm sitting there with my girlfriend and I'm just like batting her on the shoulder like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is happening. Um, but she loved that. <laughs> she was into, she, she's into it. Okay. Um, shoulder slapping? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's our, it's our thing. Cool. Um, you. But just to to be able to be that excited about Star Wars means more to me than Mad Max being as good as it is. Additionally, the movie is really fucking good. It looks mm-hmm. it looks right. It sounds right. It's I know it's got a lot of beats from uh, A New Hope, uh, kind of wrapped up in it, but it's. It works so well as a new 
kind of breath into the into the Star Wars universe. Um, and I I love the characters. I love um, I love Ray. I love Finn. Uh, Poe. I don't know if I love him yet, but like I said, he's you're so so on Poe. Yeah. Okay. Popo. So so. Um, I love BB-8. Like BB-8 showed up and immediately was super fucking charming. Yep. Not a dumb. The things that were supposed to be cute were cute and not dumb cute. You know, the things that are supposed to be cool are cool and not dumb cool. I, like, I don't know. Well, how all right. Do. So when the biggest thing is like when BB-8 busts out secret powers you didn't know he has, you're like, fuck yeah. Instead of like, oh, my God, really? Oh, like, he's not got like, rocket oh, he's shoes. got fucking yeah. rocket shoes. Great. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that should be, yeah. like, you know, the people making it were like, this could be so cool. They're being like, oh, my God. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the wrong kind. You know? Yeah. You're not. It's not facepalm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, uh. So, yeah, I have a few nitpicks about sure. The Force Awakens, but in a in a movie like this, you're going to have a couple nitpicks. It's a mass market and massive movie, so there are a few things that obviously you can you can you can poke at. But the thing that it really nails is that feeling that makes me feel like I'm watching a new hope. That for feeling the that time. you've not had for a long time. Yes, yeah, exactly. Time. The force, and it's like it's the it's the dumbest thing, but the subtitle of the movie, "The Force Awakens," yeah. that's it's a it's the fucking Star Wars universe is awakening again, yeah. and and I feel so good about it, and I'm so happy about it. Um, and we only have a year and a half to the next one. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. have to wait three years. And we've got a year till the till Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just under a year Less till a Rogue year. One. So yeah, it's um, gonna be all Star Wars all the time. So get get ready. Yes, saddle so. up. I'm I'm so excited about it. Like, well, if I we get three wait. Marvel movies a year, why not? You know, yeah, a yeah. couple of Star Warses. And this is a universe that I'm actually invested in. Uh, like, you know, yeah. I've n- never been a big comics guy, so super excited. Like, uh, Christmas between my girlfriend and I was all Star Wars paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Um, it's just. I love it. I'm so happy about it. And that's the only, like, that visceral glee is the only reason that, that it ekes out Mad Max Fury Road, which I think is probably a superior film. Yeah. Um, but it didn't do it. Like You weren't, you weren't waiting with bated breath for the next entry in the Mad Max series. Correct. It just happened to be really good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Amazing, I'd say. Yeah. I'd, I'd venture it with amazing. Well... You know, I wasn't waiting with bated breath for the next Mad Max movie, especially after watching Beyond Thunderdome, because, meh. But uh, it doesn't come as any surprise the way I've talked about that movie since it came out. Mad Max is the best thing I've seen all year by leaps and bounds, by far. I I can remember sitting here talking about it on the podcast. Well, I wasn't actually talking about it. It It's like you three were talking about it, and I was just sort of sitting back and processing it. And Harlow said something to the effect of, I don't know if I call that movie art or anything. And that's when I was like, no, no, that movie's art. That movie's a work of art. And that was basically all I could do to verbalize how I felt about that movie. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I've, I've never seen something so well conceived before. So completely thought out. And so like everyone has said, the, the whole show don't tell thing. It's just, it's a remarkable way to tell something familiar and basically make a movie that is nothing but a third act for the entire time. And it never wears out its welcome. Mm-hmm. Like every time something happens, I'm not like, all right, move on with it. It's like, yeah, more of this. That's great. I would like more of that. Yeah. Keep doing that. Oh, it's over. Ah, I could do it with another couple hours of this. I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just, I, I haven't felt that way about a movie in a long time. And it, it's just, it's, it's my top film. Not, nothing comes close, not even remotely close. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's quite as much a uh, gap between my <laughs> movies, but, uh, my number one movie is, uh, possibly coming in from out of nowhere. <laughs> Maybe like Randy a little, little Deus Ex Machina. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Ex Machina is my number one movie of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, man, talk about a movie just like on first viewing. You're like, yep, that's, that's how you make movie. Like I, yep. Just everything about that. Like, wow. Just jaw dropped. You know, this is how you write a movie. This is how you direct a movie. This is how I want a movie to look. So I want acting to go in a movie. I like, talky bits with not very many characters and you know dialogue is important and like nothing crazy happens but there's awesome special effects so like it kind of has like everything i want in a movie all rolled into one it's just it's like it's science fiction but it's that like moon style science fiction where it's talky and you know small and 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 intimate and not blow shit up kind of thing which i don't get me wrong my number two is mad max so i like blowing shit up Mm -hmm. but like this is just like man this is this is my thing this is my jam Ex Machina. I just I cannot believe that's the first time directing effort from a person. Uh, that's just wow. Like way to take yeah. good notes, you know, with your time writing in Hollywood or hiring a hell of a cinematographer and people to work around you because that movie is just amazing. I agree because that's my number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mad Max and Ex Machina went back and forth for a while, but after rewatching Mad Max, I knew Ex Machina is one of those movies that when you're done you want to talk to everyone on earth about it. <laughs> you want to talk to anyone who will talk to you back about ex machina. It's, it's real. It's the smartest movie I've seen this year. I'll say that it's also the most meticulously made, like everything in it. Nothing feels wasted in any way. Every shot lasts exactly as long as it needs to. Every word that's said feels like exactly what it was supposed to be. It feels like when you've written a draft of something and you've written 20 drafts to get it to exactly where you want it. That's what this movie feels like. It feels like he never had to compromise anything he did in making it. He didn't have to change anything. He got the exact performances he wanted out of his characters. And it's also a movie that when you watch it one time, you watch it from a certain character's perspective. When you watch it the next time, you watch it with a completely different perspective because you're watching it as the other character. Mm -hmm. And there's something amazing about a movie like that, where the second watch can be a completely utterly different experience than your first watch was, which is why it's one of also one of the cases I have for the biggest thing of don't tell me spoilers and don't tell me science makes spoilers better because it would rob me of that watch that I would view as Caleb, the character Caleb in the movie. The second watch, I certainly viewed it as Jonah in the, in that. And it's, it's, it's a great movie. (laughs) I could go on about it, but it is like, it is just, it's like you said, it's like moon where it's one of those where it's really smart and it's really, really well performed and scored. And you just watch it and you're like, man, everybody needs to see this movie. Like I want to shake people and be like, go, Go see this movie. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime for free. So if you got Amazon Prime, fucking watch it, people. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I no, sure I but, agree. 
Yeah, it, it just it, it feels like you know Fury Road obviously is going to stand the test of time. Star Wars, we're never going to top stop talking about Star Wars. I think this is going to be one of those movies that you know, much like Moon, might kind of fade away, and then people are going to rediscover it in 10, 15 years, and they're going to be like, "Holy shit, where where was this? Like, why why wasn't everyone talking about this movie when it came out?" And did did Moon have buzz about it when it came out? It did it even have some... buzz about it when it came out on Blu-ray? Yeah, it did by it, then. It felt yeah. like it just kind of just kind of floated along. And Ex Machina is the same way. Like I heard a little bit of it. I saw it was in theaters, and that's about it. There yeah. was a strong marketing push for it. Mm-hmm. Um, was there? I thought they really just slapped that poster up because they were like, "Well, look, she's pretty and she's robotic, and people like pretty robots." Unlike two of the podcasts I listened to, they'd actually bought advertising. So I mean, it was okay. They they were making an effort some sort of well, but I mean I'm no offense to us and the rest of our compatriots that's that's some pretty weak ass marketing no but I it's, mean unless it's, you're fucking advertising on cereal you're not you're that's some weak ass marketing you're yeah. not you're not hitting a pretty a very broad base you're going with a very targeted market of sure. nerds yeah it's, well I, I mean say if that podcast, lovingly because we are one and, and we appreciate yeah. you other nerds out there if you are if you're <laughs> if you're podcast advertising it's it's entirely possible that you're using mm-hmm. the power of a podcast advertising network yeah i'm just saying i think that movie was like kind of resting on its laurels of like we know we made a good movie look the poster that looks interesting we can say from the writer of 28 days later you saw that movie you liked yeah. it right yeah yeah and like you know those <laughs> kind of things and and it's just like it was kind of like yeah we made a good movie uh see it if you want to because that's it's good <laughs> see it if you want to no, i think they were i think good. they were i mean i remember that being one of those like some people went and saw it on opening week because i think they were dedicated enough to like the idea of alex garland writing and directing mm-hmm. a movie and then it was like there was a there was a groundswell of like people talking about it, like oh shit i that i was not expecting that movie didn't jay from california call us oh i think several people out did, like, and being like, like, just like dude yeah this movie just blew my mind and yeah. it kind of does yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it's it really, I think it's one that will stand the test of time. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I've, I've, I love sunshine. I've defended sunshine many a time, but like, this is the kind of movie, like I, even though I love the whole entirety of that movie and I can apologize for the third act, this is a movie I, I make no qualms. I'm like, if you find something flawed in this, yeah. you're, you're looking, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're the flaw. Yeah. You're, you're, you're <laughs> Neil Tyson in it or something, you know, cause like, you're just like looking for something to be wrong with it because mm-hmm. like, I will admit there's problems with, third act of sunshine but i adore the movie on a whole still mm-hmm. yeah this is like uh, just a masterpiece that's a pretty good list everybody yeah yeah and and interestingly diverse i i like that we're not all like in lockstep with each other this yeah. year um i guess our speaking of lockstep does that that begs the question what is our golden jocks unanimous i think it, uh, movie of the year number position wise it has to be mad max i mean we had yeah. two number twos you had it number two and mm-hmm. you had a number one mm-hmm. that's the only thing yeah, that comes really, close to a yeah. consensus yeah. i think it's pretty close. Yeah. It's it's not a it's it's funny because Mad Max like Fury Road is our kind of movie as as mm-hmm. Banffcast style. Like it's got a lot of those things that we love. It's got car chases, explosions, gorgeous scenery, uh good fist fights. Yeah. Um gun stuff um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, some scantily clad women, but it's also an amazing movie. Yeah. It's an amazing film. I would I would venture to put it in the film category. Mm-hmm. Um, film. Uh, 
so it's it's kind of a kind of amazing that way, and it's nice that it works out that it's our our golden jocks pick of the year, Mad Max Fury Road. Congratulations! Um, yeah, congratulations for winning a, a very small award in a very large <laughs> field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we're recognizing it where crap things like the Oscars won't, and it should be. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. At least for fucking cinematography. Yeah, but like, have you seen any other movies this year shot in like HDR? No. But that's the fucking future, and you're going to look back on Mad Max Fury Road and feel pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. Because that's all th- it's <laughs> yeah. been at C- CES this year is like, look at all these cameras with a crazy high frame rate HDR shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the future. Yeah. So Mad Max will be that movie, I think, one day where people are like, oh, yeah, they did that first, didn't they? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious to see if it gets nominated for cinematography. Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure Sicario it's, will. Mm-hmm. It's so gorgeous. I, I would find it hard and... It's the Oscars. I mean, for them, they... to, for them to like, it, just to be able to shoot stuff like that, like that. And I know, I I know it's you know digital compositing to put the giant sandstorm in front of them. But that shot, that six miles away shot of them mm-hmm. driving into this, just fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And all of the practical things that they did to to shoot that movie and make it look as good as it is for a bunch of cars crashing in the desert. Um, I mean, I think they've established outstanding. at this point that they accept completely computer-generated scenery as cinematography. Didn't, didn't we have this argument like mm-hmm. a year or two ago? There was like some totally CG movie that was... That for beat best... Skyfall. Yeah, whatever was up for best cinematography. Yeah. Was, was it uh, Life of Pi or... I think it probably was because Life of Pi is like ninety percent CG. Yeah, mm. and there was that big argument of, well, now wait a minute, all this was composited in yeah. computer. How can that be cinematography? And it's like, well, that's that's what it is now. Yeah, so. and I can't. Remember. It was whatever movie beat Skyfall. Yeah. for best cinematography, we were like, what? Yeah, because it was mostly CG, and I can't remember the movie now. But yeah, yep. yeah. oh well, such is life. But all right, uh, that's good news now for Mad Max. So. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I guess some quick conf- contact information, and let's get the hell out of here. Uh, BMFcast.com. Check out the buttons on the right-hand side. BMF at BMFcast.com. 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Um, let us know how wrong we aren't. Because <laughs> yeah. we're fucking right. I think we... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There are no stickers already... except for Chuck's number five. Yep. Oh. Which is Chuck fine. <laughs> Documentaries it's Chuck, are It's good. Chuck five. Chuck five. <laughs> Do, 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 fuck everybody. No. <laughs> and if you send us uh, emails or voicemails, we'll get them to get to them next week. Yep, yep. next week when we won't be doing important golden jocks. Nah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bampcast Out. Attack!